the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right. It is Tuesday, and Tuesday means the power panel is here. RD is here, and you got Paul here, and uh, Jan Morgan will be here. No, these guys got last names, too. RD <laughs> Hopper, Paul Calvert, and Jan Morgan will be here. She's on her way, and she's got uh, a big announcement she's making today here on the show. Uh, already has done it on Twitter, so... We want her to talk about it and why she's doing why she, what she's doing and let her talk about it. Now, next week, we won't be here in the studio. We're going to be at the Capitol beginning on Thursday and every Monday through Thursday thereafter until the 92nd General Assembly is over. We'll be over at the Capitol on each of those days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Of course, on Tuesdays, these folks are going to be there. The Bible guys would be there at 5 o'clock. I don't know. I wonder if that would cause huge earthquakes. Or during the 5, yeah. the five o'clock. strikes. Yeah. During the 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock hour, every politician <laughs> will be forced by the Holy Spirit to tell the truth. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> Russ just shakes his head at me. <laughs> Kind of reminiscent of was that hey. was that Saul in the Bible that was that was forced to prophesy against his will? Yeah, well, well I don't remember. That you I, know, I don't remember that. What version of the truth they're going to tell is a different story. <laughs> yeah, their their version because we all know that the truth which, is dependent truth? on what you believe in. That's exact. What your definition of truth That's is? That's exactly right. Which is. Just the anti-definition about what truth is, but that's okay. They have their they have their whole thing. So they, I think they've got things pretty much done now. Uh, the governor is it tomorrow that he gives his state of the state? I don't know. I'm not he sure gave about his that. he gave his uh, speech today from the Capitol steps for uh, you know his inaugural address, I guess. And now he'll speak to the state of the state. He'll do the four T's that he's got. He's going to talk about, you know, taxes and, you know, transportation and the, th- the three different things that he said. Taxes, 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 and taxes. No, taxes, transportation. <laughs> trying to think of what the three of them were. Teachers raised. Teachers, yeah, teachers. And I forget what else it was. It was education, basically, but they, they needed a T. So they, they needed a tax. Te- they went with, <laughs> went with teach- teachers, but that's where they—that's where they're sitting right now. So um, I got to find out if we can get a copy and carry that live. I don't know if it's possible or not. We'll find out. I'm going over to make sure everything's all set up correctly. I talked to Jason Klein today. Uh, I well, I didn't talk to him. I texted him. He texted me back, but much easier to text him than for me to go over and try to find a parking place go into the Capitol, and then try to find Jason, which is not an easy thing to do because he'll, he's running around right now. So I texted him. I said, uh, just wanted to make sure we're good for Thursday. He says, you're already set up. And you're ready to go whenever you come. So cool. 
we're we're all ready to set up to be there. We'll be the only radio station uh, that will be broadcasting live from the session, and we'll keep you up to date on everything that's uh, that's going on. Um, when Jan gets here, I have not seen anything. And by the way, tomorrow in the three o'clock hour, one you'll be wanting to listen uh, for sure because I've got um, uh, the person that's going to be on with us who put together uh, that um, app that you can now use on your uh, phone. iPhones had it two years ago. Now, if you've got an Android, you can use it to call Lobby Up. And I've had a lot of people contact me about that now. Lobby Up and, you know, what's it, what is that, Dave? What does it do? Well, it's real easy it gives you all of the pieces of legislation that have been fired, uh, filed from the House and all the pieces of legislation that have been filed from the Senate and filed from both. You know, when you're talking about joint resolutions and all the rest of the stuff. And so you can read it and be brought up to it. I wish that it, uh, well, I'm looking here now and it looks like to me it's putting them in order. But with that in mind, I wish that it would put that to all get it all set up so that uh, the, you could go someplace within the center. You might be able to. I'll find out Thursday myself. I'll be asking questions. Uh, you should be able to go in and uh, I wish you could get each day so that as I, I get ready, for instance, when I go to broadcast or you, you go over to, to see what's going on there, you could hit. Um, you know, a, a button or a, a lead-in or whatever that would say uh, you want all the bills filed since this date to this date, and then it would bring just those bills up, and you didn't have to go through every go through all, wall, of all of them. I That's got. a good idea because I put they put them in here uh, on by number in order, so you you get them in order. But that uh, that's pretty cool. And I'm looking it says uh, on the side here it says bills tracks. Tags, legislators, committees, state offices, uh, discovery tool settings, calendar, live stream, and uh, about, and then how to log out. So anyway, you got all that stuff for you. I'll get the guy on that put this together, and we'll have him walk us through it. How's that sound at the 3 o'clock hour on Thursday? We'll be doing that. Uh, Elizabeth will be over with me on that day. She's looking all, all for all of that. And I I think t- uh, Thursday will be my first day for trying out the new cafeteria. Now, oh. Paul, you've been over there. I actually haven't tried it? out the new You t- haven't cafeteria. tried it out yet? I have not. No, okay. I, I may actually, I'm not sure if I, I may go to the Capitol some tomorrow. Maybe I'm hearing that's really, well. you know, we'll the, 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 that the new cafeteria is really good. That's what I've heard. Better than it used to be. Used to be the food was okay. It was, it was just, pretty good, I thought. Yeah, just didn't have a lot of places to sit. Yeah, and I I and understand they, that they've, they've expanded it, it okay. a little bit. Now I don't know if that means like if we're meeting, uh, if you got a meeting there or whatever, if that back room is still, still available. available or not. Have you heard if the uh, conservative uh, caucus, caucus is going to meet? You know, I haven't. I don't know if they would. Not usually. I would be told that they're going to have a meeting. So? I, I bet, hadn't seen it. I bet David Crow might know. Well, I know he listens. So, yeah. David, Janet, one of you listening, let us know. Are we having the conservative caucus? Because we typically had a pretty good turnout for that. 
30, yeah, yeah, 40 came, people, it, sometimes more. Yeah, that room was just about full a lot of yeah, times. Depending on who, who was going to stop down and talk to us. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of different people came down to talk about legislation and things of that nature. It was always in, important to get all of that. All right, so what are you hoping for uh, on the 92nd, um, you know, meeting of the General Assembly of Arkansas? I'm hoping that smaller government i think i'm hoping against hope but i'm just saying i'm i'm hoping that we'll actually see uh some reduction uh in um uh, in the size of state government not, in the budget not expecting it right in the budget yeah i'm really not well if you, you know what they yeah i think that that's probably true that we get to, within the whole budget that we can actually see a decrease because that way they they can't just try to play the 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 wall the peas with us. Well, we, right. we we cut taxes, but because we cut taxes, revenue went up. Well, I think it still kind of qualifies as a you tax increase. Well, maybe if maybe you, not. I mean, it you, could be. You look whenever you cut taxes, you get more revenue in. That that's 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 that's, that's that happens. It, it does happen sometimes. If you cut the rates, it does happen. But sometimes I think what's happening here in this state is that. Like during the last legislative session, they they cut one tax and then they raise a different. They raise more than they cut. They raise more than they cut. But they raised the tax that was probably going to um, increase a great deal more than the other one was going to because of the fact that it was an internet tax and people are actually buying more and more and more stuff on the internet and so it was a it was a downloads tax which um, if you look at the um, the trajectory numbers on those I, w- I would assume that. The, the number of downloads is increasing dramatically right now. And so, so it was an we cut a stagnant tax and added it to a progressive tax. To, so it to would a, be, to be more progressive I, in the future. I, I think that's quite possible. Is that, is that what happened? Possible. They, it they, happened. They, they found something that you know wasn't collecting a whole lot of money right now, but it was expected to just explode. That's exactly right. And I think that's maybe how we should look at that. And uh, so, yeah, it was allegedly gen- – or not gender neutral. It was allegedly um, – um, 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 what do they call that? Neutral. It is uh, revenue, revenue neutral. neutral. Not, New, not revenue neutral. Not gender neutral, but revenue neutral. One of my there is no such one of thing. my least favorite phrases since it was brought into being. The revenue neutral. I don't, because all that means is to give you quote money back. They got to take money away from you somewhere else. Well, and so it, which means they're not giving you money back. I mean, that's what. That's that's all we've seen. So that's, all, that's all we've seen so far. Like I don't know if if uh, any meaningful cuts are going to. If you got six shells, you know, if you're playing the shell game, and you got six shells, and you got six marbles and six shells. If you take three of those marbles out of three of the shells, and you put those three marbles under the other three shells, you still have six marbles under three shells. That's correct. That is called a shell game. All we have seen from the Republicans so far is a shell game when it comes to reducing government or cutting taxes. And if what we're going to talk about is more moving the marbles around under different shells, but the bottom line is the budget and fees and taxes is the bottom line. So if you want to see if they're cutting something, don't listen to what they're saying on TV and don't pay any attention to the Arkansas Democrat. Just get online and check the budget. Yeah, and, and if you want to, I'll, I'll probably be posting – 
some of these different bills that come along and i've already posted one today about about different pieces of legislation now wait is this the the all important you must have a license if you want to be a horse masseur yeah yeah so so apparently i think it was um representative not making it up cap if you want to massage your horse so apparently representative cap has um for some reason thought that they need to have representative catherine the great cap cap c-a-p-p seems to think that they, they need a special license or a certification of some sort before someone is allowed to practice horse massage i wonder massage. if i wonder if the bill's 31 pages long i don't know i don't think it's quite that long and it, i wonder but, if they'd call that dressage massage <laughs> i don't know that's good they should it'd be perfect <laughs> I, they would be that would be perfect okay so let's see um so what was if you would for me paul mm-hmm. what is the number that of the hb 1146 HB 1146. Let's see where I got it here. I can find that. Just got to. The title I saw yeah. where they filed it, but I didn't read the whole equine bill. Equine massage and to require licensure or certifi- certification for equine massage. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the law is supposed to protect human rights. This is about horses and donkeys and mules. If somebody wants to make a living by massaging a horse or a donkey or a mule get out of their way and let them make a living don't 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 come along and tell them you know what we're going to put you in jail if you don't come and ask the veterinary board for permission to go and massage a horse for crying out loud is this is this a free country <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it i mean if you have to get a license you have to get permission from some tin horn dictator on the license on the um, veterinary licensing board so that you can go out and basically pet a horse massage a horse how can we possibly call ourselves free seriously no idea no idea i'm looking for the the uh, the number to the bill it may not have made this yet it has not hmm. it's they've only got up to house bill 1120 right now uh, this is on our, i'm on the arc leg so i'm waiting for it get started well if you're there then you can bring it up oh yeah i can bring it up how long how long of a bill well while we Uh, take a break you tell me all right we'll come back and we'll tell you how long this bill is how how far do they get into this may you touch the uh you know the i don't know the um hooves of a female a female horse you probably need a website i would say you'd probably need a website to go in and to make a note of every time you touch the horse so you can pay a fee for it we'll find out (laughs) when we come back dave ellswick show got the got the the strangest law thus far there'll be more but there's the first one it's about horse massage here on the dave ellswick show yeah, we'll start our coverage, live coverage, from over at the Capitol on Thursday. It's brought to you by Sunstar Insurance of Arkansas. Sunstar Insurance of Arkansas, we appreciate them stepping up and making, uh, you know, becoming the sponsor of this and making it possible for us to get over there and to broadcast live during the course of the 92nd General Assembly. So when we left, we had been talking to um, to Paul, and he was telling us about House Bill eleven forty six, which is about horse massage. Now, does it say 
Equine it massage? It says equine massage. Okay. That, so that includes essentially horses, donkeys, and mules, I guess. Maybe, okay. I don't know if that includes zebras or not. All right. So just so you know how hard our elected officials are working for us early on in this session, because it just got underway, read a little bit about this this piece of legislation for us, Paul. Okay, so Listen up. You don't want to be in the non-no on this. Yeah, so this this is actual wording in this piece of legislation, House Bill 1146. Before engaging in the practice of equine massage therapy in the state, an individual shall either obtain a license from the board after submitting an application for a license, an application fee not to exceed $50, a letter of recommendation from one client, who previously employed the individual and who can bear witness to the individual's ability to perform equine massage therapy. Notice this part about the person who's actually been engaging in um, equine massage therapy. Then later on, it says an individual shall obtain a license or certification from the board before providing service to a client or, or, or performing any procedure on any animal. So basically, you need a letter of recommendation from a client who you've provided the service to, but it's illegal for you to provide the service unless you have a certification or license that's kind of dumb um and uh, or you can obtain a certification from the board to practice equine massage therapy under the direction of a veterinarian licensed in this state so looks like you can either get a certification or license looks like a license from the board or you can figure out a way to get a certification and work under a veterinarian. So basically, the veterinarian gets a cut of what you make. But one thing that I thought was interesting about what you read, Paul, is evidently you can go to college now and get a degree in equine massage. Maybe. Maybe you got Jan, you you just got into this. This is is one of those great pieces of legislation somebody spent a lot of time on writing that uh, you get to get a $50 license to be able to go out and massage a horse. Okay, well, you can actually get, <laughs> you can actually get a license also to do dental work on horses. So. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, yeah, we, I mean, we, yeah, we I yeah, watch we Dr. Doing... Paul all the time, and I see him, you know, put that thing inside your mouth and... Are you talking to... Yeah, that's called, that's called floating the teeth. I actually okay. owned seven horses that, for well, you know many, how many years. This. I, I know all the... Yeah, I know about so the you horse get those, the, the, you know, the I just switched from regular horses to iron horses. Instead yeah. of that's good. I like that. You can turn those off. Well, the good thing is now we are established a state union to help these people get paid oh, what they're worth. Right. So it wouldn't do any good to go to school if it was something that everybody could do themselves. Right. And, if, and if your neighbor markets, could help you. If, if, if there was a free market, market then and you went to school and all these other people were doing it, you couldn't get reimbursed for your school. So we're going to require we're going to have another state union just like heating and air mm-hmm. and other thing and i did Plumbing. see i did see a bill in here and that barbers. said i did see a bill looking through the new bills and it says requiring the continued education for a heat and air people oh, so, so once yes, you get a license that, so, so so they're so they're going to help employ some of these some of these guys who want to teach classes except does this stop people who know how to float their own horses teeth yeah. right. or know how to massage their horses that now you can't do that. You have to hire someone. I don't who is, think it does. I'm just but, saying, but I think it's possible. Well, that's, that's where you start. Thing to know for well, sure. that's, that's the price part of the thing with the with the with the vagary it's just of like the law. Wiring your house. You know, I, I, my husband is a mechanical degree, mechanical sure. and an electrical engineer, and he was telling me that you know he was talking about when he built his own house, mm-hmm. and even out you know in the county, he had to 
he couldn't wire his own house, even though he yeah, knew he was going to do a better job. No, well, he was living in okay. Pennsylvania at the oh, time. Oh, well, they're, they're crazy. They're, yeah, they're yes, crazy. They're totally, but the there, whole but point right. is, you know, the Sometimes. more licenses we have, that's how we end up getting to that point. You get to, to hire someone who's certified, who he said, you know, who, who may or may less not, about who, who may or wiring may not his know house. What they're talking exactly. about. Right, right. And so, so what ends up happening is we've got legislators coming along and um, requiring you to get um, – a license in order to do something, pr- provide some type of service. But one of the problems is these legislators are not – they don't know much about this – about no, these very different have professions either. No, they comes to them. Well, right. And so, so they come along and, and, and someone claims Fif- to be an expert – the, someone claims to be an expert in the field – but these legislators are not qualified to even establish that they are an expert. I've All seen right. that in my industry. Got a break. <laughs> Got to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Going to catch up on the news. And Jan Morgan has arrived. All right. We are in the studio today. We are not at the Capitol. That begins next Tuesday here on the uh, Power Panel. And uh, today they, they're starting to get – look, they're just doing all the pomp and circumstance right now. Uh, for getting the uh, session started, although we did give you the craziest bill that we've heard of thus far. There will be more, but we we have a bill dealing with horse massage that uh, they're worried that horses are going to be mistreated, evidently, by people who say that they are equine masseurs and perhaps not. I'm, I'm worried about the massage. You know, darn good are... well, it has nothing to do with worrying about horses getting massaged the wrong way. What it has to do with is some legislator who's got a buddy who wants to make a lot of money on horse massage and wants, uh, you know, yeah, everybody to be licensed. That's what it's well, all about. Well, they're they're willing to pay a fee for that service, and if they pay for a fee for that service, then we can lower taxes. All right. Oh, with, with is that, that how that works? With, yeah. that, with that thought, <laughs> I want to turn it around because it's been a while. Since Jan has been here on the show, so I wanted I wanted to get her right up and and uh, and personal with everybody because she made a big decision about uh, the NRA. Oh, today. Bring us up to date on this. Yeah, it's a little bit controversial, of course. Um, well, Don't know why. I mean, it's your personal decision. My per- yeah, true. I just announced on social media uh, that I am not renewing my membership to the NRA. Okay, which is a huge deal because, as you know, the 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 local me- news media in Little Rock has always claimed that Jan Morgan is a paid mouthpiece for the NRA. I've never been on the NRA payroll. And I think the reason people assume that is because I'm an NRA certified firearms instructor. Okay, that just is a certification. They they you know you have to go through to get to become an instructor. But anyway, uh, yeah, and I, I made that decision based on not just one move by the NRA, but a series of compromises over the years. But the most recent three have just. Were the okay. final straw for Bump me. stock. Bump stock ban was one. You know, the NRA, not not just that they went along with it. They actually started that process by suggesting that alcohol, tobacco, and firearms uh, further regulate bump stocks, which ultimately has now led to the ban of bump stocks. That's correct. Uh, Gun Owners of America, by the way, is suing and uh, suing the which Trump was, administration on which that Which basically issue. it wasn't well, they have to because they didn't put any kind of grandfathering on it. Exactly. Well, and, so, and, and remember, that was not a legislative action. That was actually a bureaucratic. Yes, President Trump. Yeah, yeah that was. Uh, I disagree with the president on that. Action. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the bump stock ban was one thing. The enhanced carry legislation, I got crossways with the NRA in Arkansas on that issue. As you know, the NRA, the NRA issue 
issued a legislative alert, action alert to the citizens about this campus carry bill, this legislation in Arkansas that was going to create that. enhanced carry. They fought. I fought side by side with the NRA against that legislation because it was loaded with restrictions. And then once it passed... The NRA turned around and did an appearance with the governor talking about how great we now have more gun rights in Arkansas. So there was another, you know, total fickle uh, behavior by the NRA in that situation. And then, now, of course, the latest the was big one. the big one where Chris Cox went national on video, which I posted on my page, and supported red flag legislation. Now, he did say, with some uh, exceptions, uh, of course, without requirements. Yeah, requirements, which uh, included uh, be sure there's due process. Well, there is no such thing as a red flag law without due process. With due process, I haven't seen one yet, and he hasn't. Produced and you'll one. not see one. You'll not see one. So my point is, I, I had to take a stand. I have remained silent on the NRA year after year as I've watched them compromise more and more. And so finally, I had enough. And I just said, I can't. I can't stand to support financially this organization anymore. Now, granted, the NRA has done some good things for gun rights over the years. They have. And I've always had the attitude of I may never totally agree with a gun rights organization, but I've always financially supported all of them. Gun, gun Owners of America, the National Association of Gun Rights, the Second Amendment Foundation, and the NRA. However, Gun Owners of America right now is fighting for our gun rights. They have a no compromise position and I am not a wealthy woman, so I need to put all of my financial resources into organizations that are not going to compromise on my rights. The position of the NRA, just like I believe the position of our governor and the position of any legislator should be this regarding red flag laws or any laws that trample the constitutional rights of the citizens. No. Your attitude should, should be no. any legislation <laughs> that compromises any of the rights of law-abiding American citizens is not open for consideration. It's not open for examination. It is not negotiable, period. And we better watch the do- the definition through all this smoke that we're getting ready to see. And thank you for clarifying that and your position. Mm-hmm. I support you, and I support your decision. But there is going to be some smoke in the coming months when they're fighting for these red flag laws on due process. Through the Your rhino Republicans are going mm-hmm. to say that we will support a red flag law as long as there is due process. Okay, this is the two different kinds of due process. They mean there is going to be a due process to get your rights back after they take them away from you without having any need of due process to take your rights away from you. So you will be guilty until proven innocent, and there will be a due process to get your license back, which will require a lawyer and probably uh, evaluation of yourself. So uh, a family member can take your rights away. And then you'll have a due process to get them back. There will not be a due process to be convicted. Exactly. And in a number of states that have already passed red flag laws, they have been a disaster. Uh, you know, one man lost his life, and it turned out that he was reported by a disgruntled family member that uh, he was shot by police. They probably did an, during uh, an early uh, morning uh, ride. No, here's, here's what scares no me. No knock. No knock. Exactly. Service. Here's what scares me. The NRA, after all now, says it's okay for legislators who vote for its passage. So what this is done is open the door for rhinos as well as Democrats to say, hey, the NRA even supports this. So this must be good. And Senator Dianne Feinstein has already said, she said, and she sponsored the Senate version of the bill. She took Chris Cox's, Chris Cox of the NRA, she took his statement as a sign of support. She said, now there can be no excuse from Republicans to oppose mm. our legislation. So so, so basically a, a stamp of approval. Now, Chris has been here. 
yes. in, in, in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. How difficult is he to get on? Is he difficult to get well, on the radio? Well, here, here is my problem. I, I, I don't know. See, I like to ask him. I would love for him to come on and to have this discussion with me. Well, I'd like him to sit down and talk to all of us about mm-hmm. it because I'm exactly like you are. Mm-hmm. If this is a, if what you're saying is allowing the – people hate it when I say the enemy, but they're the enemy. They're the enemy of the Second Amendment. And they can say, well, see, the NRA, mm-hmm. you know, has come to their senses, and now so so Republicans, you have caused more problems than you've ever solved. Now, hey, yes, did you see like, his speech? Did you see? Yeah, I, you watched that, that, that two-minute yes, thing. Yes, that, yeah. yeah, I actually, I, I watched I the whole thing, which is like five minutes. He finally got to that point, but mm-hmm. but but the bottom line is. There is no such thing as a red flag law that does Has not violate process. your due process that's right. right. That's, right what it's, that's what it does. And your right to unreasonable search and seizure. And your right to free speech. Red flag this laws is, violate four of your constitutional rights. In other words. But first, second, fourth, fourth and, and fifth. And, and, fifth. Okay. and some people claim even more uh, vi- rights violations. But those I can definitely say. Because look at how many people would say that Jan Morgan, how many people would call on Jan Morgan? I mean, the news media has outright called me crazy. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> different uh, venues. Sure. So, and, yeah. and, that's, and that's part of the it's problem creepy. with some of these different organizations or these government agencies is that they're taking, in some cases, from what I understand, they are they are taking basically anonymous tips sometimes right, and using that to justify um, some more intrusive investigations. Well, definitely in California. they've already had 450 gun confiscations well, since red flag well, law. And the thing is, you know, you know, if someone really is criminally insane to the point where they need to have guns taken away, why are they still walking on the streets? <laughs> if why aren't they themselves actually being picked up? We already and, have and evaluated. laws in place to deal with people who are mentally right. ill. If right. you're if, that mentally unstable, and Chris Cox had said in one of his comments that, you know, you, you have to be proven without a reasonable doubt that you're mentally incompetent and dangerous. Well, before or you after you lose that? your rights. And, and how many psychologists out there, who gets to decide the definition of mentally stable. You mm-hmm. know how many people on the left say that President Trump is not mentally stable? They've, they've called they're, him. They're tra- yeah, they, yeah, they, they file bills to they file bills to impeach him and right. impeach him. But right. Paul is exactly right. Government is inherently corrupt, and they can't be our parents to take care of us. The DHS, what you said, Paul, the DHS in Arkansas has been one of the most corrupt organizations. They file they take kids away from them. And file bills or file paperwork that says they visited with the parents when they hadn't even been to visit with the parents, mm-hmm. and they've taken kids away from people's parents' rights away from That's the parents. Where a lot of in hot springs, in hot springs, window because early. right, yep. They took these people's kids away from them. They made a mistake. They admitted they made a mistake in emails within the next thirty days, and they still have the people's kids a year from that point when they've already made a mistake. You cannot trust the government to take your rights away from you and say that you'll have due process to get them back. Mm-hmm. The only way government works is you're innocent till proven guilty. Right. Except for the IRS and perhaps Child Protective Services, then you're, then you're guilty until maybe you can possibly prove your innocence. If and red flag if, laws. If that's yeah. ever possible. Right, exactly. True. You know, on the Department of Human Services, I think a lot of people may not be aware regarding Child Protective Services that for the longest time there was federal financial incentive, financial incentive from the federal government on the number of children that you removed from homes. You were given a financial incentive for yeah, every kid that you removed. for every kid. Yes. Finally, the federal government – 
realized that maybe this wasn't such a good idea after all. And I, I understand they reversed that, but I think mm. much of the damage has already been done. I mean, you can you imagine the trauma of being removed from your home as a child and then put in a foster home where often, and in our case in Arkansas, I was told there were kids sleeping on the floors of Child Protective Services because they did not have enough places to put those kids. That's how many kids they were removing from homes. Well, due process is in order in every aspect of government. A person is innocent until they're proven guilty, and all a red flag laws is another DHS and 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 another – Another way for the government to take your rights. Well, and one of the problems here is that we've got people that are that are just so emotionally um, connected to these issues, and 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 their emotional responses are, well, it's children. We, we've got to to err on the side of of caution as opposed to erring on the side of constitutional rights. That yeah, I, I, you just I, about I, I, don't I, have any. I right. understand that. Yes, some of these issues are some of these situations are terrible. But we have laws. We have a consti- we have constitutional rights, or we're supposed to have constitutional rights to protect in cases like this. One of the cool things about passing laws before you actually have a case uh, in your lap is that you get to do th- you get to pass these laws while you have a brain that's functional in your head. When your emotions are go- going crazy, it's a very very bad time to make laws. All right, we gotta get a break in. All right, let's do that. Final break for the hour. Then we'll come back. We're gonna talk more about this. I will say this: if uh, if any Republicans get out and and uh, and a red flag gets out of committee, which I don't think is going to happen, but if they do, every Republican that would vote for it should be vote, voted out of office the next mm-hmm. time they come up for re-election. Mm-hmm. There should exactly. there should be no if and or but about it. Okay, they regardless might, of what you call it, red yeah. flag, extreme protection order, risk protection order, whatever. Just know you should not vote for that person again, and we'll make sure that you know about who Red they are them. that have done it. Run against them. Yeah, somebody I already tried that. Somebody, somebody <laughs> hey, can probably you can it probably win. It serves a purpose. It serves a purpose. Those. All right, we'll be back. We'll do uh, we'll do more here on the Dave Ellswick show. We're just kind of getting ourselves wound up here for when we get over to the Capitol next week. We'll. Uh, the Dave Ellswick Show will be on the third floor. If you ever come by, you can visit with us when we're off the air. But you can stop by. We'll be on the third floor. We'll probably be overlooking the house again, if I'm not mistaken. I think Jason told me we'll be over there overlooking the house. And uh, we'll be on the same floor as the snack shop. I made sure that that was going to happen. More coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We're back. we got about uh, seven minutes here, and then we got news coming up. Let me get back as. Jan had risen her hand and started to speak, and I cut her off. I'm the only person who can do that. Uh, no, see, you do that to me, and I don't remember what I was going to say. That's oh, why I try. I have to say something when it's I'll when I'm thinking about tab. it. I'm get oh, you I know a what it was. I remember now because we were talking about another law, and and we at the beginning of the show, you were talking about more legislation from Arkansas lawmakers. And my point was, I look forward to the day, and I have been begging Arkansas legislators. Instead of going to the state capitol and trying to come up with new legislation so you can get, you know, little feathers in your cap so you can say, I did this and I did that, I would be so proud of you if you would go and start repealing laws instead of putting more laws on the backs of the people. What The last legislative session we had, what, something like 11 1,100 yeah. new yeah. laws, something ridiculous like that. It was a little over. It was near 2,000. It's 2,000 yeah. or 3,000 that actually get filed, and then I can't remember how many yeah. actually get passed, I think. Too many. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear about all the – I want to hear from my legislator, my state senator, and my state representative. I want to hear from you. What did you take off the backs of the people? Mm-hmm. 
this last session. Yeah, that's, that'd be a. That'd be a, a what did you repeal? Yeah, what? what how did we become so more Senator free? Clark, your uh, your uh, senator, uh, Bill Sample. Oh, oh Lord God. And Mickey Gates. I know. Mickey's all right. Mickey's okay. Uh, but the other is like, yeah. oh, please. Right. <laughs> We've been trying to get rid of him for a long time. Yeah, someone suggested when I started talking about running for governor, you need to run against Bill Sample. I said, you know, I need to be in a position where I can, I can actually do something. As a state senator, I would be like Senator Linda Collins-Smith and State Senator Brian King. I would just be butting my head against the wall with the rhinos. I, I need to be in a position where I could actually do something bigger. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd be one of 35. Yeah, well, That's I wanted bad. to be the well, one. I know. <laughs> but even he is. But you is, have to admit, no. me doing what I did actually woke up a lot of people. It made yeah. people start examining their state government who were just kind of sitting back and, and believing what the media tells you and what the lawmakers were telling you. So in that respect, my presence in that race was a good thing. Thus far, have has anybody heard any Republican say other than the – I think they, they have their out statement of – if you can show me that they don't get rid of, uh, you know, your your ability to protect your rights in front of the court, uh, standing for red flag law. Here, here, what I have seen is this. You know, the governor said he is willing to consider it if we don't eliminate due process. He did mention the words due process. Which I was glad to hear Governor Hutchinson say that. Um, also, though, this whole thing, they tried to sneak it in through the School Safety Commission. And that was the governor's commission that's supposed to be looking at ways to keep our children safe in the schools in the state of Arkansas. Well, it should not have even be heard. It should not have been heard. They should not have had any. We should have allowed every town for gun safety and mom's demand action. They shouldn't have given them the time of day. They should have said, no, we're not going to listen to this because because what they were trying to do is say, if your child in school says something that makes another child think or a teacher think that maybe this kid is unstable, then they're going to come into your home and confiscate your guns until you get your kid under control and you prove that your kid's not psychologically, mentally unstable. That's the reason I define due process. Uh, Whenever you're dealing with politicians, what they say and what they mean sometimes can be two different things. Mm -hmm. So that was the reason that due process is something that's done before your rights are taken away from you, not after your rights well, are we, taken we away will from make you, sure so, that that so let's keep that real simple. We can. <laughs> I think that's group, one of the reasons this group that right here can keep that. Right. Right. I think that one of the that, reasons, right. Dave, that you're not going to see what you suggested uh, that might happen. The reason is because Republican lawmakers, the the folks who supported me in the race, are hanging out at the state capitol now with mm-hmm. their cell phones and they're videoing live that's everything good. that's going on. Yeah, and so and that's what I've asked people to do: get involved, stay engaged with your state government. That's what I want people in this state to do. And then you decide if you like what your state government is doing, and if it's, if you don't, then get in there and fight. And I think that the people holding our legislators accountable is what's going to make a difference here. And if if you can get a one-on-one and you do a kind of a selfie little mm-hmm. thing and you like what you're hearing post that too because mm-hmm. you know i don't like it when we just go after them when they're right. doing something wrong if they're right. doing something sure. right get sure. behind yeah, them yeah, right which is them. why look, i look gave governor hutchinson a compliment on the fact that when the newspaper asked him about red flag laws he did say he mentioned the phrase well you know if we can find one that that includes due process i appreciate him saying that however i just wish he would say no. The people of Arkansas, the, if, it, if any legislation involves violating the rights of the people, there's nothing to talk about here. Well, what we're Great. saying right now is if you're a Republican and you're over there in the House or you're in the Senate and you vote for red flag, 
We're going to tell everybody not to vote. We're going to be your worst nightmare. Yeah. Let me clarify. That's, that's not guaranteed. a threat. It's a promise. Let, <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah. Let me let me clarify one more thing to make it more simple. There are no red flag laws that have due process. That's what I just. Right. That's what we're yeah. saying. Yeah. They, they, at least yeah. we haven't seen one yet. Don't let yeah, them try right. to pull the wool over your <laughs> eyes and say, "Well, yeah, you do," but it comes. Two weeks down the line. They try to make it more palatable well, by calling it a risk protect, extreme is, is, risk protection. Is this order. going to be sort of like those those asset forfeiture laws where mm-hmm. well, you know, we don't really have a case against you, but we're going to take your money just in case because and, you mind, and, and you got to file a lawsuit against us to get it back. I'm sorry. In, in in my world, we call that theft. And if if I did that, I would be shot. Well, asset forfeiture is something I mean, that needs to be dealt with in this state yeah, as well. Yeah, I understand. Some yeah. has been. I, th- I think maybe but so. More needs but to be from done. From what I understand, we've got we've got people that are occasionally having having money taken from them by government agents, i.e., the police. And there's, there's no probable cause for criminal activity. Have you all ever thought about how ridiculous it's become in America that we're paying? For example, we have to, we have to pay these gun rights organizations. We're, we're paying them to fight against people that we're paying to represent us. So who's, who's winning and who's losing? Yeah, on one the side you're giving the money because you want to. On the other side, you just take it from you. Have to. Right. Well, yeah. So it's like, why am I having to pay people to fight against people I'm paying to represent me in the legislature? And with 30, <laughs> 30 seconds left, let me just say, that's why Paul and I get so ticked off when uh, government agencies send people down to lobby to lobby against us it's maddening mm-hmm. that should be why aren't they being totally arrested illegal. why aren't these guys going to jail for should this? be illegal well i don't know if there's a law that says they go to jail i mean i'd have to look into all that but it's something to be should be challenged by legislators all right we got news coming up we got another hour coming up after that stick around with us here on the dave elswick show all right, back with you. We're into the 3 o'clock hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Power panels here. Artie Hopper is sitting in the studio along with Jan Morgan and Paul Calvert. We are also broadcasting live today on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. And you can watch as you listen if you so choose, we'll be doing this while we're over at the Capitol as well. Because with the Mevo that we've got, we're supposed to be able to carry this wherever we go and broadcast from there. So mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, I'm telling you that we're going to do it because they say we can do it. So, you know, better if do it, some test if runs it's, first. If it's not working, it's not my fault, okay? But, uh, yeah, we're going to go over tomorrow and, and test it and make sure everything's looking good for us uh, for Thursday when we'll be there. Uh, Thursday, we'll tell, uh, we're going to have the guy who developed the app lobby up uh, on with us. In the 3 o'clock show, it, it seems to me that the best thing that you can do is to get on as many different forms of notification as you can about what's going on at the, um, you know, the General Assembly. You want to know when it starts for something that you don't want to see happen or when it starts when you do want to see something happen so that you can get a hold of your elected representative. First thing you must do. Find out who your elected representative and senator is. You need to do that. Promise me you'll do that. And then don't be silent. Because it's too late. It's easy. Once once the law passes, once the legislation passes, getting it undone is extremely difficult. It's It's like liberty. If you're willing to give up a little liberty... A lot of liberty will be given up because that's how they get things done. They it's take a away a little slope. bit. 
Yeah, they take a little slip. bit. Yep. And, and the problem is that you know, I don't mind if some individual wants to give up some of their liberty. I've got a serious problem when, they, when they're willing to give up my liberty. I mean, give up your own if you want to, but don't give up mine. Leave my rights alone. Le- leave, leave my rights alone. Look, <laughs> that's, that's why possible. I did not support the Patriot you, Act. That's why I don't support NDAA. You know, I, I, I had to yeah, disagree with that. President Bush when we – because – after the terror attacks, we, we've got to have, we've got to pass this, and we've got to, you know, so so citizens were willing to give up some of their rights. In, yeah, in, yeah. So in, so nine eleven happens for a little we, more we, security or for the sense of right. More so nine eleven happens. We've got people on airplanes with, for crying out loud, box cutters. They're taking down airplanes with box cutters. That's insane. So so, the, so their solution is well, we got to take box cutters away. No, they need to get rid of their stupid policies that tell them to submit to hijackers. That was why the airplanes went down, was because they had policies that told them to submit to hijackers. Once they changed their policy in about 45 minutes, the, the, the plane that crashed, was it in Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. They didn't actually get to hijack the thing and send it into a building. They, they managed to fly it into the ground instead. But and you know what? They put federal agents on planes with guns. With guns. Uh-huh. I mean, did they have to admit that people are safer with Non-criminals have guns when criminals have guns? Did they admit that? Right, right. right. And, so th- and, and I think part of it was, well, we can't allow people to have guns on airplanes because the airplanes are just going to fly, fly out of the, fall out of the sky. No, it's not quite Actually, how it works. Actually, they, they make special ammunition for federal marshals Glazier to use on bullets. planes. Yeah. They, 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 they may, but at the end of the day, though, I, I'm sorry. This See, stuff I know this where, stuff. Where people are so afraid of. <laughs> because I want permission to fly with a gun when I'm flying yeah. on a plane. You, right. can, you can actually fly. I, I have flown all over the United States and taught pistol classes, and I always carry when I fly. But you, you have, have to, to your, put your, it in your uh, your checked, checked luggage. luggage. Yes, but all airlines allow people a way to transport firearms, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people don't know that they think they can't fly. Yes, you can. You can fly armed, but you have to uh, put it in your. Watch the baggage. guys coming into Arkansas when duck season comes mm-hmm. in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I flew once to Nevada with seven firearms. You know, talk about raising eyebrows at the at the check in counter. Yeah. Okay, I've got uh, not one firearm, but seven, and uh, about you know. And you got all these forms, and then you got to have the ammunition in the box that it came in. And you have to yeah. use a TSA approved. I went through all that all crazy that. crap. Yep, it was nuts. Yes, it was nuts. And okay. then they we have private they, airlines where they were, where we can actually make contracts with the airlines. They put me under this without big government. bright light and. Had a rubber hose, and no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That's a different story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was in high school. I'm sure we want to hear that story yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. <laughs> get beat, get beaten, stuff. Well, any good stuff that's coming? Well, in the legislation, I, I, I'm seeing yet? some stuff from from Alan Clark, and I, and I think, I think he's going to try to get some some of the. Um, bad policies and perhaps some of the bad laws that are dealing with DHS hopefully corrected I'm, I'm, I have some Can you look to, and see if Kim Hammer has uh, filed his legislation? I got a lot couple of things that let me Kim see. is going to run that I'm really big about one being about the First Amendment dealing with college campuses and talking about free, spe- uh, free speech zones mm-hmm. I think they should 
be illegal. I don't think uh, universities should be able to tell you where you can say what you believe and where you can't say what you believe. Well, you know, Senator Trent Garner uh, has uh, brought up legislation that would supposedly allow uh, domestic violence victims or potential victims to be able to get a temporary concealed carry permit. Uh, And while that sounds good and it it may have been well-intentioned, I wish that we could just get back to, okay, making sure that all the people of Arkansas know you have a constitutional right to keep and bear arms. You yeah. can carry a gun concealed or open without a license. You don't have to ask for a permission slip. Right. right. And I wish the state police would come out and just remind Actually, people state police that have, they they did. They didn't just make a public announcement, but in their paperwork now, uh, they have had to refer to the constitutional right of people to keep and bear arms that you can't basically uh, remove someone's you can't revoke a permit a license from someone who is carrying open or carrying under the arkansas state constitution mm-hmm. article two so they've had to admit that it is right. a right. I, I haven't looked at their website recently but in the past they would there was, yes, it, was it was it was it was still saying that no you can't carry right uh, well even open. the nra ila i looked at their website today and they they have in there that open carry is you know you have a right in arkansas but you need a license to carry concealed so i mean it's you know getting everybody on board to understand uh right. well, very frustrating well, and what's what's uh, the state police should be out there defending our rights and not muddying the waters and lobbying against us well, well because, because they, they don't want they don't want trent garner to get laws passed that say you know, if you're over 65, you, you're going to not have to pay for a concealed carry license, and they'll start losing their their money for here. Here's something I would like to suggest retire. to any Republican legislator out there who really wants to do something good for the people. I wish that you would, at the very least, say that if you are a United States veteran. You automatically, and this should be federal, when you come home, you shouldn't have to ask for a permission slip to carry a gun. Yeah, I Period. go along with it. You, 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 have, you have a right to carry for life. Of course, I want that for all law-abiding Every, citizens in America. But, but it's a start, but I guess. For veterans, yes, yes. Something we've, we've started doing at our range, uh, the gun cave, I'll throw that in there, is that uh, we hold one seat for every class for a United States veteran or immediate family member or a police officer, immediate family mm-hmm. member. Mm-hmm. to uh, take our class to get a license, if they want a license to carry, mm-hmm. which there are so many people that are still getting licenses in the state of Arkansas, not because you have to have one, but because when you travel outside of Arkansas That's and right. you want to carry in another state that does require a license, mm-hmm. you can you can carry your gun. So, uh, it yeah. shouldn't just, it, but it shouldn't reduce your rights when you do that. No, it, it shouldn't not. take rights away from you when you do that. Which is so. what the enhanced carry does, but we won't get into that today. <laughs> But bottom line is, again, going back to what we're saying here, uh, if this, if the state police have now come to the realization that the Constitution means what the Constitution says, that's what they should be saying. It shouldn't be something that they got that's hidden. buried in their written, yeah, that's their information in, in their website or whatever. Just come out and say. Hey, we believe that uh, the first or the second amendment Actually, says what it says. Actually, if our governor or our attorney it. general would just step up and say that, just because that would get the attention of the people of the state if they just stood up. And, and Governor Hutchinson did say during our campaign, he did say Arkansas is a constitutional carry state. Mm-hmm. But but what we need is for one of our top uh, administrators in the state of Arkansas to stand up and tell the people so that it's really Clarify clear. I, I, really I, I, clear. Wouldn't it be awesome if the governor? It would be amazing if the governor would stand up and say, "You know what? Anybody who's who's arrested or charged or convicted, 
with carrying a gun if they weren't actually committing some other crime or other crimes the wrong word but anyway if they weren't actually committing an actual crime i'm going to pardon them wouldn't that be awesome if we had a governor that would that would actually do that you know if you're carrying somewhere and you're not you don't have any nefarious mm-hmm. motives i'm i'm going to see that you are not punished for this because the fact is there may be some state laws in the books there may be some federal laws in the books i would but i will do whatever in my power is available to here's me here's what the, the the governor needs to do what he needs to do is says, I believe in the Second Amendment. See? And reach behind and pull, pull out. out his gun. Well, <laughs> no, well maybe not pull it out. No, no, if no. he wants to reach, if and he just wants to reach out. Who will ever forget see? Roy Moore when he did that? Judge Moore. I was like, oh, my gosh. Please, seriously. You know, if you do that in a public don't, place, don't you can actually out. get charged with reckless endangerment. Yeah. Your firearm needs to remain holstered at yeah. all times unless lives are on the line in that moment. Okay, so turn around and just yeah, lift, raise up lift, and, and lift up, up your jacket. Right. That, that I will show that, you got, that you're sure. carrying. Sure. Yeah. I, I would encourage other people to do same, do the same. Yeah. Or or carry openly. Sure. And say, mm-hmm. see? Wouldn't that be awesome I, I, if the governor would, would walk around the Capitol? I would well, love you know, you had carrying. a chance to have a governor who would do that, but you know how that went. So. Yeah, I got you. All right, we got to get a break in. So I got R.D. here, and I want to talk about Sonny's. I love when R.D. is here because I can talk with him about uh, the many times that I've used Sonny's uh, auto salvage just used it here recently it's been to be three weeks as of friday that i got my car back and we got a brand new well i can't say brand new we we have a uh, a vehicle uh, uh, recycled re- yeah that's the best word recycled engine in my in my car now got a whole lot less mileage than it had with the original and it's running perfect by the way that's great that's right we take cars that were running and driving real good right before somebody pulled out in front of them, and <laughs> and uh, we'll get them out of an accident. So we know that people were driving them back and forth to work it every day before the accident. So we retest them one more time to make sure nothing was damaged in the accident, and we make it available to people so they can have a one, two, or three-year warranty unlimited mileage at half the price of buying a new one or a rebuilt one. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I know somebody else that's getting an engine putting it uh, in the car and send a denali and it's uh, it's duck yeah yeah we're putting a motor in duck's wife's vehicle so yeah whenever whenever you know the one of the top diesel mechanics in the state as far as i'm concerned duck is one of the top diesel mechanics in the state brings their wife's car to you then you know you're doing something yeah, right. yeah well you do it right <laughs> a lot of those bumper to bumper certified service centers use you a lot for parts that they use to fix other people's cars that they they bring in they get problems with it so uh let people know what the phone number is to call you because you do all the work too right yeah we install all major parts on a car it's 501-982-74501 501-982-7451 or 1-800-482-9985 that's it Call that. Use uh, Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. I've got a recycled transmission. I've got a recycled engine, and the car is running fantastic. I've, I'm figuring I got another five, six years out of this car, and I've already it was almost at three hundred thousand miles. So I'm going for it, uh, my man. Well, I appreciate your business. We're going to you take know, care of it's it. It's good stuff. All right. So remember, Sunny's Auto Salvage number again nine eight two. 7451. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. In the studio today, start Thursday. We will be out at uh, the wonderful 
marble halls of the Capitol, doing our show Monday through Thursday, 2 o'clock to 6 o'clock, keeping up to date with what uh, what they're doing in the Capitol and trying to get the people on with the that are sponsors and co-sponsors of bills and come and explain why they thought the bills were necessary and things of that nature. It's always fun. It's a good time. It's always a good time. I'm looking looking at Jan right now, and she's just sitting there going, I'm looking forward to doing this, Dave. Yeah, I'm chomping at the bit. (laughs) What I want to know is how many Republican legislators are going to come sit down with us with me sitting at the table. Oh, they will. They'll all I hope so. Because they know I'm a Republican. Yeah. True Republican. Platform Republican. Nowhere does it say that uh, just because you don't believe in what one other Republican doesn't believe, that somehow that makes you a non-Republican. Here's what mm-hmm. makes you, from my my estimation, doesn't make you a Republican. You don't follow the platform. That's right. If you don't follow the platform, and that's what Republicans have voted on is what we are, mm-hmm. then at that point, you've thrown away your 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 card so to speak yeah. you know one of the things that the the left wing media uh, came after me on they were surprised when i actually stood against something recently that uh, republican had supported and they said i can't believe you're doing this this is you know that flies in the face of what your party and said well, excuse me anytime a republican or a democrat i don't care what party you're affiliated with if you are engaged in corruption in government whether it's federal state city whatever then i'm going to come after you Anytime you're doing something that violates the rights of the people, I don't care what your party affiliation is, but somehow there's this this feeling, Dave, out there among Republicans, not only in Arkansas, but nationally, that if you're a Republican, you're not ever supposed to attack the actions of another Republican. No, that's Democrats. Yeah, no, that's Republicans as well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, 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 you know, look, my deal is if you're a platform Republican and you're adhering the, to the to the party platform, then you're not going to have problems with me. But also, you're supposed to be a law-abiding citizen as well. Yeah, and people need to read the Republican platform for the state of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. I mean, we'll be looking to make some some improvements to it. But, Mm -hmm. hey, Arkansas state Republicans have a very conservative platform. Yes. And government health care is not in it. No. It's not in it. So if you think our current legislatures are are, uh, following the platform – they are not. They are some not. Are. We need to hold them accountable. Make sure. Yeah, some well, are. I'm sorry. Yeah, some are. But the but ones that were really adhering to it are no longer with us. Our most conservative the, state they come Republican under legislators yeah, are they they're come, gone. They yeah, were, they come they're up, voted yeah. out. They're not all out, but yeah, a vast majority. As far as my opinion, the pendulum right now is swinging in the wrong direction, and we need to get on board and start trying to swing it the other direction. But it may take a few years, but we just have to be patient and work on it. it. That's right. We always work on it. That's the key. I will just say this. For the most part, because I've been doing my show live from the General Assembly since 2003. So for a long time now, all right, it'd be fifteen years. Wow! What what is going still on? In diapers then? <laughs> what, what's going on now is better than what was going when I went over there when I first got there. Believe me. Yes, because Arkansas was under Democrat control for decades. Oh, yeah, I mean, when I just to, let's be honest here now, the, when I got there, there were three Republicans in the House. Mm-hmm. And there was one Republican 
Ish. So, ish. I say mm-hmm. ish because he just got indicted. Uh, that was in the Senate. That mm-hmm. was but you know what, Dave? What's so dis- disillusioning is the Republicans, and I'm talking about the people of the state who 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 built that party from nothing, mm-hmm. and and those the the individual citizens who joined the Republican parties and, and established committees all over the state, Republican committees. Th- those people worked so hard for decades trying to build the party, and now that we have Republican control, we need to really guard that and and make sure that we are adhering to the foundation of that party, which those people fought so hard for. And we're moving to the left. Which is why I said that there should be something with within the Republican Party that says if you're running as a Republican, you have to run on the platform. Mm-hmm. You must. The Democrats run do a pretty on, good job with that. On well, the, but the, the not platform. only run on it, you must adhere to it once well, elected. That's what I mean. And as a, yeah, if, 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 what if I'm I saying. were the head of the Republican Party of Arkansas, one of the things I would do is call all of our Republican legislators in after they're elected and say, "Okay, now you you ran as a Republican. You are a Republican. Here's our platform. Now, if you try to bring in any legislation that is in conflict with this platform or in in, in conflict with the rights of the people of this state, I." I as the head of the party, I'm going to work toward removing I'm you. I'm going to call you out. Yeah, so I'm going to call you out, and well, we're going to make sure that you got somebody running against you. We need to get you. Tim Griffin in here to help us preach this sermon. Tim Griffin, we can get him in here and, <laughs> and, 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 and get him on. And I think, you know, there's a good possibility this is several years down the road that he will be running for governor someday. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we hope that whenever Tim gets in there that uh, – this is pre- this is Tim's sermon that he preaches. Well, the follow problem the platform, is though that he, did, he, he stood against issue. He stood in support of issue one publicly. So I have a problem with that. Of course, then he also endorsed the governor in the governor's race after saying he wasn't well, going to. Uh, so well, yeah, we don't we know how politics works, but you know, anytime you can get people to say something, then you can pin them down to then you have something to hold them accountable for. So what you do is you have them in, you have them to state what their position is, and then you can hold them accountable. That's all you can do. Okay, we got to take a break. Let's get that in. Then I and Jan and RD and Paul and I always mention the ladies first. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> supposedly and uh you know we say we're going to say jan's name first i'll just flip you guys and paul and rd are uh, going to be with us as well we got still an hour and a half to go the bible guys are coming up at five i got quite a few questions that have already been sent to me if you have a question for them at five o'clock do it by sending it to bible guys at salemlr.com that's bible guys at salemlr.com news is next and we'll return here on the dave ellswick show 101.1 fm the answer all right we're back i'm sitting here showing jan morgan lobby up that app we're gonna have the guy on thursday three o'clock talking about it because it's very cool because look at this for instance this is uh, house bill 1004 to create the Arkansas Voter Integrity and Security Act. All right, I'm not going to read the whole thing. You say view document, select the document, and go to bill. There. That's Boom. pretty cool. But I just wish There's that for people that don't have a cell phone and they can't get the app, I would like for our state government to allow a way for people to just go to the state government website and easily just click on it and be able to look at all the bills, all it's, of them, in a, in, a, in a list. It is fairly easy, but the pro- part of the problem is 
there's so many of them. Maybe it's easy for you, but to it's, the it's, it's Joe, still not. It's I mean, still not easy for me either. But it's 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 tedious you because have to navigate, navigate, navigate. Because when they file seventy five or hundred bills a day just to read the titles, <sighs> Which is, is, is a pain in the neck. Why why are we doing this? What would be nice is if we would make the legislators actually collect at least maybe 100 or 500 signatures for every bill they try to actually file. It's not going to happen. I mean, make them put something into it instead of just, well, you know, now, I think this is a halfway like. decent here's idea. Here's what I would love. I mean, I know it sounds old-fashioned, but I would love for our legislators to have town hall meetings. All of them. Town. I want my state senator or my state representative to have a town hall meeting where I can come and meet one on one with the, with the rest of the people from the town. Just have a big town hall meeting where we can he can talk about or she can talk about. Here's some legislation that I'm looking at, or or here's some things that I'm looking at repealing, and actually you know have that one on one. Now, uh, Congressman Bruce Westerman did that, and I thought he did his through Facebook, but I loved it. It was wonderful. The yeah, citizens, some, some no legislators matter, do that. Yeah, and I and like even it. people who couldn't physically, you know, it's a way to have a town hall meeting without physically going there. But people were able to talk to him directly, and he answered and addressed people in that comment thread, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Yeah, yeah some legislators, some legislators I do that, that on Facebook. I think it's pretty cool. I think Westerman is going to be on the show tomorrow. Okay. i got to make sure. Of course, every Wednesday at 3.35, uh, we'll be talking to uh, French Hill. Okay. Wow. He's making it a weekly thing cool. to be on the Dave Ellswick show And people every can call week. in and ask him questions? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And then every, every other uh, Wednesday, Senator Bozeman is going to give us 30 minutes. That's but, great. But he's going to kind of float. You know, I'm, he may be on a three o'clock one Wednesday and five o'clock or whatever mm-hmm. the next Wednesday. And the one that has been who's getting kind of to me a little bit uh, disassociated from the people of Arkansas is Tom Cotton. Tom, I used to have him on all the time. Now it's tough to get mm-hmm. uh, Senator Cotton to come on. I don't know exactly why, but it is. I'm He's just being honest. Getting- Hey, he's getting busier and busier all the time, I'm sure. But hey, you got to make time for the for the people that sent you up there. Yeah, it so. seems it seems you, like, know, you know you see it time and time again. Once though, a and I'm not saying this is the case because I yeah. don't know, but you see time and time again these the legislators who run with with good intentions of really representing the people, but then once they get in office, they get detached from the real world that the rest of us live in, and they, and especially when they go to D.C. And I think uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Tim Griffin can talk about that because he was there. Uh, people who've been there, it just get, it gets, there's, there gets to be so much pressure, and you get so busy, and you get detached from the, the, the real people who put you in office. It's really hard. You know, I don't know. To not uh, yeah. Now, Tim came engaged. home every weekend. If Did I'm, he? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that French Hill does the same thing. Comes home? Yeah. And as as we can see her. And I have to say about uh, Tim Griffin uh, that whenever I did go to see his office, whenever we would go to talk about auto recycling mm-hmm. at the Capitol once a year, uh, that Tim Griffin always made time to see me. So a lot of mm-hmm. times that you'll see one of their associates or, right. or, or and somebody like, like you can't get in touch. Yeah, with Yeah, you can't get in touch with touch with them. But I have to say this about Tim Griffin. Whenever I made a uh, appointment at his office, I mm-hmm. got to see him. Now, a couple of times I had to run to a vote with him, and he would take me with me. <laughs> we were talking, and I, yeah, he moves real fast. You have to run to keep up with him. But, I will say this, but too, he about always Tim he always made time to meet with me. I will and I say appreciate this: that. he has always taken my phone calls. 
calls. You know, when yeah. I call him on his cell phone, he's always answered. And I'm sure the name Jan Morgan pops up when he gets the call, and he has the right to just look at it and go, Psh, I'm not talking to that girl. But he's always taken my call. He's he always even if it was going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, he, exactly. he has yeah. been accessible. And yes. That's one of the cool things about Tim is that he gives his cell phone number out. Yeah, and he does. I, I've texted him before, yep. and it's and he answers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 cool. I yeah, mean, I like that, and that that's the way it should be with all these uh, public. When you decide to run for public office, you are a public servant, public servant, and you should be accessible to the people as much as possible. Uh, many of them get confused about that servant thing. They think I know it, they, they, think, they, they think it means Lord and Master, right? And people get confused about it. They think that we just we have to live by whatever these lawmakers do, and actually, people forget that those folks work for you. And to be fair, I have to say the same about John Bozeman. Mm-hmm. I mean, Senator Bozeman. I mean. Uh, Usually when I make an appointment at his office, I get to speak with him, and he takes time to sit down, and he listens. Well, so. I don't take your calls. When I see you call or text me, I go, I didn't see that. I didn't see well, that. Well, yeah. See, now, you do the same thing to me. You, you, same thing as when Tim Griffin gets a call from me. He answers you, yeah, what do you want now? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't say he had to have a good attitude. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so Tim, Tim's a good man. If I have questions about legislation and I need somebody to kind of walk me through a bill, if I call him and leave him a, a voicemail or if I send him a text, he gets back to me. Because he knows mm-hmm. that I want to tell my listeners. No, he knows you have a microphone. Clean. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I just, just want to like be as press clean. people have a barrel of ink. You know, he's been really good about coming uh, on on my show and, and filling in for me mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah. Jan's waiting for her that. opportunity, which will come here in the near future. I did. I don't know about that. That's you don't want scary. to be on for an, for four hours. I am on for four hours. Well, three I know, hours. But I mean, being Tuesday. in the A chair. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll worry. We'll, as Scarlett O'Hara says, I'll worry about that tomorrow. There you go. That's a good thing to do. Yeah. My favorite part of that. Movie. Why worry Not today you. about what you can worry <laughs> about, about tomorrow? tomorrow. So that's exactly, exactly right. Absolutely. So I, I've been looking through the exactly. bills here. I, I found the bill where they're going to try to enforce the internet sales tax or, or try to make it read, out of read, out of sales. Try to read the. Uh, so I'll read the title. The title of it. Act to amend the law concerning sales and use tax to require certain out-of-state sellers to collect and remit Arkansas sales and use tax to repeal the sales and use tax law on sellers and affiliated persons and for other purposes. This is by Dan Douglas. Um, he's the same guy, I think, that ran it last time, mm-hmm. or one of them last time, or promoted it last time. I can't remember exactly who, what it is. Who wants this money for roads, I'm sure. I, I don't know what he wants well, it for. Well, that's what Dan Douglas always maybe says he to, wants Maybe to buy for. that golden toilet paper or whatever it is they use their, their capital. But... Uh, Okay, so they're gonna they're going to come along and try to say that people in or pe- yeah people out in maybe Wisconsin or California or Oklahoma now have to collect sales tax or How do you use tax that? or whatever. I, I don't know, but so so the people in Arkansas, legislators in Arkansas, want to pass a law declaring that people in Oklahoma or California or Mississippi have to collect sales tax or collect taxes does, for does the state the bill of Arkansas? Address, does the bill address how they're going to enforce that? What are they going to do about the I state of Wisconsin if, 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 they, if people if in the that people state say, do not collect the sales tax? How are you going to trace that down? You're going to have, are we going to grow governments? So we have agencies so that maybe, do nothing but follow well, around. You, so, so maybe, maybe they're going to have big fishing schemes or whatever for, for the government to watch all of our um, all of our transactions on the internet. What, what, Aren't may, they already may, doing that? Maybe, maybe they're not. They're not telling us about it though. Hey, I'll tell you <laughs> not official. I tell you something, guys. On this subject, talking to this just as bad as growing government. Arkansas passed a law about 
eight years ago that said that if you sell something in a county or in a city other than the one that you live in, like delivery or shipping, that you have to collect a tax rate for mm-hmm. the county and the city that you send it That's to. Exactly that you right. send it to. Yep. Now, uh, That's been around for a long our, our time. Our computer, it's been about eight years. Well, our computer system still doesn't have the program six, in it. About five or six hundred fig- different combinations. Right. To figure out the thousand different combinations of taxes in every zip code in every state in the state of Arkansas. So every we city, spe- you mean? Yeah, every, every, county. In every county. right? Are you county. you're violating the law? That's no, no. We're paying the taxes, but my wife has to spend Hours mm-hmm. every, every week, week. Yeah. hours every week. So they have Chasing raised my down. overhead. The hours every week, so trying that, to figure it out in every year. So, so we that you hear by the law, but it would be better for me to say, okay, you're going to send a tax to every county in Arkansas, and you're going to send a tax to every city in Arkansas. This is proportionate to your gross sales. I mean, but <laughs> that would be to, easier. For that you. would be easier for me to have to pay taxes and every county and every city of Arkansas then have then these stupid legislatures up here that do not have a clue about running a business to require me to do documentation of every place I sell a and that's part. That's the reason I used I was trying to start uh, doing a calendar every year on the Dave Ellswick show and I stopped even trying when I had to do exactly what you're saying. Uh, if somebody ordered a calendar, let's say, from White County, I had to figure out what White County was supposed to get, get and send them that money. That, that 23 cents. And oh, you'd have to got, know if they got, were in a city or yeah, not. Yeah, it got ridiculous. It just, it right. just got ridiculous. Right. So so it's said, ridiculous to do, do business this. in right. the state so of Arkansas. This, this sort of thing is one of the reasons why I would actually prefer to get rid of sales tax altogether – and just go with the income tax because the sales the sales tax is a burden for small businesses. If you want to do like what you're talking about and sell a little five dollar calendar or whatever it is, you can't do it because of the overhead. You just, well, you know, no, I got, you can't do the income tax thing. Actually, we need to eliminate the state income tax off the people of this state because we're trying to compete against states that surround us that do not have a state income tax. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm talking that, about that eliminate sales you. eliminate sales tax and, and put it into an income tax instead of the sales tax, just because it, it just simplifies it, and we're not going to get rid of the no, income get, tax. I get we got to get ready to take a break. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you, the only thing that came out of it for me is I. I had an overriding urge to change my name to Matthew. Hmm. Okay. Because, of course, he was a tax collector. Oh, oh, uh, we'll oh. Take, we'll take a boy, that, that went right <laughs> over everybody's head. It's Dave Ellswick's show here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick's show. We, uh, we've got about uh, nine minutes left here uh, during this hour. Don't forget about PI Roofing and Home Solutions, who... Uh, bought Tommy's Gutter and Cleaning Services, and uh, they want to remind you that if you're a customer of Tommy's, you're going to get the same great service from the team over at PI Roofing, and then you're going to get even more because, as you know about PI Roofing, what a great roofing company they are. I know that uh, Russ is finding that out. They started today on your roof, right? Got there at 6.45 this morning and started working on it, yeah. Did they knock on your door? <laughs> they didn't knock on the door, but I knew they were coming yeah. at 7 o'clock. Oh, you knew that they are going to be there at 7? Okay. Yeah. They, were, they didn't they were knock on your early, door. And said, I wasn't gonna, worried about it. I was gonna, ready We're going to start banging up in your, <laughs> on your roof today, scraping off the shingles and stuff. You'll oh, be yeah. amazed at and how far they're done already. 
Well, they, I don't know where they're at. I know I'm, I've I've checked the camera at the house and I can listen, and I know they're still working because I can hear the banging going on. Yeah, and then they'll take the big. I always talk about the big magnet. They got this huge magnet that's on wheels, and they take it all the way around your house, and it picks up all the nails that you know as you're using those guns. Those nails fly everywhere, and they they pick all of them up. They go around Boy, and get all of them, them up. The last oh, time it's great. I did a roof, and you'll not you'll not either get up, uh, come around and find pieces of paper where they've ripped it off to the shingles and all that. They clean up. They do a great job. Remember, they've I done picked my up roof. nails in plastic for six months. There after you go. Last time I did, you a won't roof. with PI roofing. You know better now. You I know, know better. better now. I do. Yeah, PI roofing. Just go to piroofing.com. Find out all about Tommy's gutter cleaning service. It's not called that anymore. PI roofing. You know, and now uh, gutter cleaning services. So keep that in mind. All right, Dave Ellswick show. Jan Morgan is here. Let's see. Did I say your name first or second the last time? I don't know. I think I'm the, I'm the ugly this time, so put me last. Okay. <laughs> Paul Calvert and R.D. Hopper is here as as well. So uh, what did you find out, Jan? I, I, I really didn't talk to you all that much about your run uh, that you made for the governorship, but here's, what was the number one thing that you learned doing that? That the people of this state are not aware of what's going on with their state government, and that's scary, isn't it? It's very scary, yeah. Because you you can't you can't. Our state motto is "Regnet Populus," which means the people rule, and we don't in this state. Our government rules, and 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 my deal is it's time to take control of our state government, just like it's time to take control of our federal government. And you can't do that if you don't know what's going on in your government. So I found out a lot of people just were not aware of what's going on, and I and 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 in retrospect respect i'm glad that i ran I'm, I'm really glad i wouldn't take what i learned about the people of this state and about our state government some things i wish i hadn't discovered but uh the fact that sixty-three thousand people are now more engaged than they were and are mm-hmm. watching that's a good move and hopefully the number of people will grow that are going to really start paying attention to what their government's doing and here's what i say about her all right she got in the arena you know, a lot of you just sit around and bitch about it, all right? She mm-hmm. didn't do that. She got in the arena. Well, it's a scary thing, Dave, yeah, I, I because you know that once and you do done that, that too, Artie. The, the reason people don't run for public office, because I've been I've been talking to people, I said, you know, people that are out there fighting, I'm like, well, you need to run for office. But what I don't people want say all is, my skeletons. Exactly. Skeletons in your closet. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, you know, you're going to have to make stuff up. <laughs> so well, get after it. There's no perfect people. Yeah, you one know, of the first things I did was no call my family people. members and yeah. say, is there anything I need to know about you that I didn't mm-hmm. know because I'm about to run for statewide office and anything you and I have ever done ever <laughs> since birth is going to become an issue. I so. always say on the air that I'm so glad we didn't have smartphones when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've always <laughs> that said that. What if yes- we had Facebook? Yesterday <laughs> on my fraternity page that some guys started, they had pictures of about four guys bare butts running down a hill. Hmm. I, I won't say who's bare butts it was. They couldn't prove anything right. yeah. on that side. No, they, 
<laughs> not for the most side. Yeah. Social yeah. media has changed everything. You need to, People need to understand out there that anything you ever say or do on the Internet can and will come back to haunt you to one of these days. Bite just you in the butt. There it's, is no such thing as privacy. I don't care nope. what you think you're doing. Nothing is private on the Internet. So I, I, I tell people, look, don't ever say or do anything on the Internet that you wouldn't want the world to know. Just because like they do. That's right. If you posted it, they know. Yeah, it's out there in cyberspace. You can delete all you want, but it's out there. It's still out there. Somebody took a screenshot. All right, let's see. Larry's in North Little Rock. Hey, Larry, how are you? Hey, Dave. Um, I I just wanted to call in. Hi, everybody. Jen, thank you so much for what you said about the NRA. I've been saying that for 20 years, and I'm glad to hear somebody that's in the gun community saying it because – I was a member and one of the board members on a gun club for a long time, and the Mm -hmm. only reason I belonged to the NRA was because I was required to by the organizations that I belonged to. Right. And you're right. They, uh, a friend of mine described it, and I'll probably get exactly what he said wrong, but uh, something like the NRA fights to give away our uh, gun rights as slowly as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true now. I, I think they have totally forgotten. I mean, they do some good things. I, I can't, it's not everything they do is bad, but they're not what they portray themselves to be anymore. Well, I appreciate your phone call and you know that it, it would to do that as a national second amendment advocate. Uh, that was a big step for me to take and there well, will be repercussions for that. But I, and I have been tossing and turning over this for some time. You know, I've, I've had an issue and I have spoken out against, uh, some of the decisions the NRA has made when I've been on Fox, uh, television network a couple of times and on national TV. But this is the first time I've actually gone beyond saying I disagree with them and said, I am no longer renewing my membership because I cannot afford to financially support an organization that is is making decisions now that are that are absolutely contributing to the elimination of gun rights in this country. And the decision on red flag laws is uh, I, I, I can't I can't defend it. I cannot and defend what they've done. That is exactly why I called. Everybody out there listening, you have no idea what she just did, but it, it, I I appreciate what you did. And a lot of us out here think the same way. Most people, most gun right, right, most public figures on the gun rights front will not step up to the plate and do what I did. Uh, I had contacted several different people with the NRA as well as public figures with the NRA and said, how is this defensible? How can I tell me, give me one reason to not stand against this? And all I was, the only response I got was, I hope you're not going to get on the anti-NRA bandwagon. I said, that's not what I asked you. And people don't want people who are trying to get a name in the NRA don't want to stand against them because they're afraid. That's like, you know, bucking daddy. So absolutely. And and that's exactly the reason I called is, I mean, it's not only that it's, you know, they've they've completely forgotten about fighting to to bring back the rights that we never should have lost, like suppressors, for exactly. instance, and, and short-barrel weapons. That, so what? Um, well, here's the but, bottom line, and this is what I said on Fox News back when they started this business about the bump stocks. What I said was this to Lou Dobbs. I said, look, when the foundation of your organization, I'm talking about the NRA, when the very foundation of your organization is this, that further restricting the rights 
of law-abiding citizens does not stop bad guys from committing crimes with guns. If that is the foundation of the reason you fight against further restrictions of the rights of the people, then how can you sit there and start saying, well, some restrictions are okay, you see? And and, and restricting bump stocks is not even a firearm. It's an accessory. So where, where do you stop with that? What's next? Scopes? Extended magazines? All right. We appreciate you, Larry. Thank you very much. Got to move on. Got news coming up. Jan Morgan will be back in the next hour, our last and final hour for this week's power panel. R.D. Hopper is here, even though he doesn't feel like I should mention him second. I will this time. (laughs) So is Paul Calvert. Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. So now you're eating the paper they put the bills on and you're trying to digest them something like that so i here's an interesting title so it's it, this is by representative pilkington concerning the use of physical force in defense and self-defense or in stand defense of law. others i don't yeah. know if this is the actual stand standard ground law or not we don't really have was standard ground in arkansas it's always been kind of a vague thing well and, and we need something solid so, so currently under arkansas statute it, it says that if uh, if I understand it correctly, if I recall, and I, I have actually looked it up, that you are required to retreat. Under the enhanced carry, if you carry under the authority of the enhanced license, you have a duty to retreat, which well, is why just I, in as gen- instructor, in general, refuse to teach it. In general, you have In general, in Arkansas, you have a duty to retreat if someone is threatening you. So, and basically, um, it means Not, you don't have a right. Well, there's some, and it there's depends some on where you It depends on, on where you are. But, but in, if I understand it, the current law in Arkansas – if I'm just to give an example of how this would actually work, I need three seconds to so, retreat. So, so, so let's let's say let's say I'm passing out. Dave Bi- needs ten minutes to retreat. He's like slow. Let, let's say if I, let's say I'm passing out Bible tracts on the on the street corner on the sidewalk, and somebody doesn't like it, so they're on the other side of the street, and they're, they're holding a baseball bat, and they say, "If you don't leave and stop passing out those tracks, I'm going to cave your head in with this baseball bat." So I have the ability. To safely retreat at that point, if I just comply but with the stuff, I'm not going to retreat. I'm going to keep handing out Bibles, and right, right, they, right, right. They come right. Up and to that's, me, and they that's get and close and, enough. And then you shoot them. But that's that's the thing is in Arkansas right now. <laughs> in, in, in Arkansas right now, the law essentially requires you to obey this thug who's telling mm-hmm. you to give up your rights mm-hmm. because you have the you have the ability right. to retreat. Because and therefore you have the duty to retreat, which is hogwash. You should be able to sit there and continue to exercise your rights. And if the person actually makes good on his threat, you have the right to defend yourself. I would yourself. like to see a good, solid stand your ground. It's one of the things when we had our attorney general's race four years ago. I, I when the attorney general candidates came to me and said, "Would you endorse me?" I said, "Where do you stand on stand your ground and the castle doctrine?" Mm-hmm. I want to know for sure and and, and constitutional carry. I, I want an attorney general who's going to stand up for the people of this state and say, "You have constitutional carry. You have a right to stand." your ground you do not have a duty to retreat and the castle doctrine you have a right to protect your home and your environment around your home right. and what what is this what's this uh, uh legislator's name Pink- Pilkington. 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 yes okay and where is he from he's up he's a republican arkansas okay isn't he? and uh, i'm i'm a little bit confused as, as to who this legislator is i'm i'm I'm, it's not a, it's not someone I'm real familiar with. Then we need to he's get a, him he's on. He's a newbie. Ne- yes, it would be good to have him. Good to have him on. Yeah, because uh, I'm going to tell. But here, here's what I want to know: How is this going to work with the enhanced carry duty to retreat? Okay, see, this how, is why, how are you going to do this? This is why. So I can tell you now that if you put in gun legislation, 
You're, we're going to invite you to come on the show and explain yourself. And so, so here's the current law right now: a person may not use deadly physical force in self-defense if the person knows that he or she can avoid the necessity of using deadly physical force by retreating. However, a how person, are you supposed to know that for sure? Well, and, and, and sometimes you don't know for sure, and so there, there, that would be uh, some issue. So, so this is part. This is actually part of. The, part of the current now, law that would be deleted by this legislation. Now, this, right. this piece of legislation has nothing to do with my house. I, I don't know yet. I, I'm, I'm assuming you're currently at your house, you'd have no duty to retreat. Look, here's, but, the, hey. here's the bottom line, folks. In the state of Arkansas, or regardless of where you live, I don't care what state in America you're in, here's the bottom line. If you truly feel an imminent, imminent threat of serious bodily injury to you or death, to you or anyone in your presence. If you are carrying a gun, you have a choice to make. You can either use that gun to try to stop the threat, or you can not use your gun. But I can tell you that I am not going to die at the hands of a thug simply because I'm afraid of what the law might or might not do. Better to stand before 12 than be, be carried, carried by, by six. six. There's That's a reason for true. that saying, yeah. And, and we do need to be careful because we don't need to just, just be willingly shooting people. But the thing is, though, that no. at the end of the day, though, we, we should have the right to defend ourselves and, but, and those around us. But here's what I tell my students who take my class. I look at them and I say, look, if you are truly in fear for your life, if you are staring death in the face, I promise you, you won't be sitting there thinking, I wonder if legally I can get by with this. There will be no doubt in your mind. My life is on the line. These people who are in my presence, their lives are on the line. I'm going to use my gun to stop this person. It may be just that I have to pull the gun, point it at the bad guy and say, get out of here or get on the ground. Or it may be that I have to pull the gun and shoot. But regardless, if your life or someone in your presence, if that life, is, if lives are truly on the line, the last thing you're going to be worried about is what does the law say or what is my job, my employer going to think? If I have to deploy my weapon, hopefully I'm you not are, saying you've already nothing. established the cause. I'm not going to say nothing. If well, I'm pu- you might. If the, you might. Yeah, there are situations. If a guy is standing across from you and he's got a crowbar and you have a gun, it's like rock, paper, scissors, Dave. You can be able to point <laughs> that gun and say, I've got a gun, you got a crowbar, this is over, get Don't out of here now. Yes, you are. Don't say that, because if you (laughs) just see, now you're going to get yourself in legal trouble. I get myself in trouble. That's right. That's what everybody tells me. Because what you just said, somebody's going to take that little clip. The the fact is, the crowbar is a deadly weapon. It's 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 perfectly. He's perfectly able. And so, actually, a man's body can be considered a deadly weapon. Of course, it can because there. You don't have to be holding a weapon. No, no, you're you're right. But there has there has to be a legitimate threat that you can actually articulate. So here's I'll read a little bit more of the current law. Okay, Aaron Pilkington is from Clarksville. Okay. Yeah, as our okay, Aaron. Yeah, I think I. I think I, I heard him speak. As, uh, actually, he spoke at the uh, Arkansas Republican Committee uh, uh, last time, and uh, and uh, he's supposed to be a Christian conservative mm-hmm. from from Clarksville, mm-hmm. Johnson, and Pope County area. Johnson and Pope County. Well, I am glad to see that a Republican is is putting some legislation out there that's badly needed in Arkansas. I'm sorry that it's taken us four years to get that here, but hey. It's there now, so it, as long as the bill, I haven't had a chance to look at it in its entirety, sometimes 
legislators put bills out there that look and sound good on the surface, but then all of a sudden things start getting added to it. And in addition to this extra right or protection of a right comes some extra restrictions, just like the enhanced carry. Remember, that started out as a campus carry bill. Senator Linda Collins-Smith, I went to the state capitol to fight with her for campus carry. Okay, But then by the time uh, Collins and Ballinger and all these other guys got their hands in that and started adding to it and changing it, I was like, now I'm fighting against it. So you have They've to be been careful. They've been turned on Collins. They've yes. been turned Collins on him. Turned around and fought against. Well, uh, yeah, some people right. will say that arguably that's the reason he lost his election is because of the enhanced carry because it, it was portrayed as this is going to enhance your carry rights when actually it was two dozen pages of restrictions. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he learned. I think Collins learned something on that deal. I think that some people turned against him that he would, didn't think would ever no, turn Charlie, against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good possibility. Uh, well, he's happy now. He's got day. a higher paying job now with the government. Yeah, it all worked oh, out. No, not with the government. He's a lobbyist now, isn't he? Didn't you hear what he's doing now? Yeah, I read an article. He went to the real dark side. Where, yeah. where he, uh, you know, if, and I hate to say it, but the people that play the game and, and work with the system, they're usually rewarded very well. And protected. And protected. Regardless so whenever the newbies, re-elected. whenever the newbies come in, you can sit down and say, you know what, if we all work together and to get things done, mm-hmm. then it benefits everybody long term. Mm-hmm. And they can look at the road from beginning to end and see how it benefited the people that stayed in the boat. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to send a that's uh, opinion. A message to a Mr. <laughs> Pilkington, <laughs> yep. and ask him to join so us next, as, next Tuesday. Week. As I'm looking at this a little closer, I think it does look like a pretty good bill. So he mm-hmm. he, he deletes a lot of the current law, and he's he's repopulating the the the, the law. As and, long uh, as other legislators don't get in there and start adding to. Uh, oh, they they probably will. But so so here's another interesting aspect of it is or part of it is in determining whether a person reasonably believed that the use of deadly physical force was necessary, a finder of fact may not consider whether the person failed to retreat. And mm-hmm. so the, the duty to retreat is, is completely abolished, apparently. And so that's a that's a pretty good... Uh, yeah, but if you're carrying under the authority of the enhanced license, you have a duty to retreat. So which one... Which so one I, so I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not actually <laughs> as, as familiar with that. And so I'm, I'm assuming that the enhanced license is actually referring back to the current law right now, which tells you you do have a duty to retreat. Because Can I just offer the people of Arkansas some advice real quickly here? As a, as a person who teaches, I'm an Arkansas State Police Certified Instructor, and I teach the concealed handgun license class, although my class is not that. It's a defensive pistol class, as you know. But... Here's the deal. If you are carrying under the authority of the enhanced or if you're carrying under the authority of the basic concealed, bottom line is you are more likely to find yourself in violation of a gun restriction by saying you're carrying under either of those. If you ever get in trouble, what you say is today I'm carrying under the authority of the Arkansas State Constitution, mm-hmm. Article 2, Section 5. So I'm not, well, well, I'm not I, adhering to all those other things that are in those other – At the end of the day, I think a lot of attorneys will tell you moot. to keep your trap shut. Yes. I think – Generally speaking. Hey, I've read the Arizona uh, State uh, Concealed Carry Law, and mm-hmm. I think you may be better off just to get uh, Arizona license because they a allow people, people from out are. of state can get an Arizona so license. So Florida license as well. You can get a Florida, Arizona, Virginia. Uh, those states will get in Utah will give you a license, so. even if you're trained in Arkansas or Texas, as long as your instructor is an NRA certified instructor, which I am. And the those licenses are cheaper than ours, which is, you know, supposedly and, we have legislation so. now, too, that's going to reduce the price of our licenses. But I, and, I don't. And the other cool thing that's about Trent Garner and all. Yeah, 
get him on next the, Tuesday. The other, the other cool thing about that is that you're not giving money to the biggest anti-gun lobbying agency in the, in in the, the state, state right Arkansas, now, which is the yeah. state police. Right. The state police so. is probably the most powerful anti-gun rights lobbying group, mm-hmm. lo- quote-unquote lobbying group, in the state of Arkansas. It's, it is frustrating. Sure it is frustrating. people out there who are listening to this and saying, so, but shouldn't people, we don't just want anyone carrying guns, shouldn't people have to go through some training process to get a license to carry? No. 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 no, people should get trained because they know that's the, the right thing to do. But when the government starts requiring it, that's a whole different ball game. You know, and the government having, requires having, it without any oversight as having well. Having children is a much bigger um, responsibility than owning a gun. We don't require training for people to have sex. No, we don't. Well, I, I, I am considering. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. I'm going to change the subject. <gasps> I am considering whenever my license does. I've got expire. a license to have sex. <laughs> well, that's right. You're no, married. You have a marriage license. Was there a training for that? I'm Where married. Did you go hey, for this hey, hey, yeah. There's some requirements that come with that. <laughs> because they did not want. You, because they did not want you reproducing. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What can but I say? but see, here's the problem. No, I, just so everybody knows, here's the problem with a licensing requirement. Okay, scheme. No, it's it, it discriminates against financially disadvantaged people sure. who can afford most people can't you know out there they're trying to or just barely making ends meet what if you can't afford a hundred dollars for a gun class and and then a hundred and forty dollars for a permission slip from state police that that's the, that's the issue in addition well, to right. the fact that it it's just a straight up amendment. violation right. it is all right let's get a break in and we'll come back continue our conversation today Got a nasty question for people. Do you have warts? That's nasty. I hate it when I was a kid and I get warts, and you always thought it was because the frog peed on your hand. You remember that? They tell you mm-hmm. if a frog pees on your hand, you can get warts. Well, applied research of uh, Arkansas will tell you that's not the case. It is a viral infection. If you have warts, you're ready to take action. They have new clinical studies that could wipe those warts away. What you need to do is to get on their website at arcarkansas.com, say you want to be a participant, answer the questions that they have, and uh, see if you can get and become part of one of their uh, free study-related care and medications uh, that they have about warts, as well as compensation for time and travel. Again, that's arcarkansas.com or call 501 954 7822 again 501-954-7822 get rid of the warts get a, you know, get in touch with the folks over at applied research of arkansas all right back with you on the dave ellswick show we've got a little over a half hour left you can call in uh 823-0965 got any questions 823-0965 don't forget that uh, we're live today on facebook Facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, we'll be live from the Capitol beginning Thursday. You'll be able to watch as well as listen uh, to what's going on on the show. And uh, next Tuesday, our uh, power panel will be over at the uh, the Capitol themselves. We're on the third floor overlooking the house side. And feel free to come over and, and say hi. And yes, Jan would pose with you for a picture 
if you if you want one, but not while she's uh, on the air. Does that mean I have to put makeup on and brush my hair? No, you don't. That's up to you. I would never tell you that. You know how she usually shows. Yeah, you show up. Yeah, right. You do that every day. Don't don't lie to anybody. Hey, you know what? Okay, I don't until it's time for my husband to come home. I'm one of those women that's like, you know, I want to be the woman that my husband married. I want to look like when he comes home from work, the same woman that he dated. And that's getting hard every day. You know, or when women, you go to Walmart. Or when you go to Walmart. Yeah, because I get... Well, actually, I have gone to, to a few places, public places, where I was totally without makeup. Well, I'm surprised. Totally, you surprised yeah. me. Yeah. I've well, never I've never seen you that way. You've always it's, a scary, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing, believe me. But, ah. but hey, Dave, you asked us if we had anything we want to yeah. follow up on as we hounded them last year and i testified against it was a was the tire bill was, yeah what's going on anything so, new yeah i've i've been getting some calls about the tire bill and we've got uh tires piling up in some of the collection centers mm-hmm. because there wasn't a, there's now not as many collection centers as there were so there's tires piling up at the collection centers Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing from people that it's not raising as much money as they expected to but raise. But it did grow government. Right. So uh, I've never done this before, but Dave, you've talked about it at times where you've you've done a FOIA to, to find out, you know, yeah. how much something costs. It's and very what, good. And, and, what, and what the budget is, is. So since that was kind of my pet peeve on the last session i've never done this before but i'm going to get some help from dave and other people and find out what the budget is from the tire districts because the bill required them to submit a budget Mm -hmm. then it required a follow-up to actually tell if they'd followed their budget or not Mm -hmm. and then you can look and see how much money that it's raised so i'd like to FOIA that since i was so much against it and and i'm going to learn how to to do this this. so i'm going to follow up on their bill and see yeah. how close the numbers match to what they actually said Expected. they would be. So you know, that's something don't realize, new. You don't have to be a member of the press nope. to, to, to do an FOI request. <laughs> you, you, every citizen has a right to yes, do that. Yes, you do. And say, I want cool, to see the government documents. Another, After all, the government, another cool, you're the boss. Another cool thing about the FOI is FOIA yes. is it is illegal for them to deny it. And it's also a crime and to deny it. they got three days to start working on it. Yeah, they, Don't they, let yeah. them try to pull a yeah, it is, thing it, where, hey, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh-uh, mm-hmm. You get to it right now. No, no, it, it is illegal. In it some is cases, illegal. though, law enforcement can put you off longer than three days. All they have to well, do is there, say there's some this exceptions. is under investigation. Yeah. There are, there are some exceptions to it. But the fact is though, that, that, that when there aren't exceptions, it is illegal for them to deny it. Mm-hmm. And it is a crime if they deny it. Unfortunately, most prosecutors don't actually prosecute these criminals for engaging in this criminal activity, but it is an actual crime. And um, right. Anyway, so we need to. People talk about holding them accountable whenever things happen, and and uh, you, you know the numbers. A lot of times, these numbers they spill out, you know, do not have a lot of truth to them. You know. <laughs> Politicians do numbers a little bit different. Politicians than, are dishonest. Uh, Is that what you're numbers. saying? No, they're creative. It's called cur- creative. Creative. Right. Exactly. Creative facts. Well, here's what. So here's I'm going to if I get any it, real numbers while I do this. Can you multitask in an FOIA? Can you say I want this and I also want sure. on a different subject? Of course you probably. Or do you have to do two separate FOIAs? Uh-huh. I've never done that. Uh-huh. Well, so why don't you also tell them you would like a you want an exact figure on what it's how much money we've given to Chinese entrepreneurs to come here and. Supposedly open businesses here. 
You have to figure yeah. out who to ask. Yeah, I have been told be that's been very difficult information to get because I know is, somebody is who's right? requested it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You one thing, another thing that you learn when you're dealing with uh, lobbyists and politicians is how to ask a specific question mm-hmm. that will get exactly what you the want. The answer you want. The answer that you to want. A mouthful because of yeah, that's exactly right. So mm-hmm. there's an art to it that that I'm still learning. But hey, I, I think that would be a good thing to find out. Also, you, let's look at the money that we spend and the time we spend going overseas trying to promote companies when we have lots of family businesses in Arkansas that we could spend more time trying to protect them and, and help them stay in business. Well, actually, we've offered a, a number of tax exemptions to foreign businesses to come here and start a business when we have businesses in Arkansas that could certainly benefit from the same tax. may be competing with them. Exactly. And that's what's happened. So, All right. Yeah. Got news. Let's get to the news. And then when we come back, got another half hour coming your way at 101.1 FM. The answer. I can run faster than that. I just saw, I wish people could see what we just saw. <laughs> I you came actually in there. sprinted from down well, the hallway. They're on the to Facebook the mic. live yep. feed, Jan, they can see him. Oh, they were able there. to see him. Okay. That's I impressive. wasn't able to do that two years ago. But after they cracked yeah. my chest and played Alien with me, I, I definitely can do that. Now. Open heart surgery. Yeah, well, yeah. I had a Ouch. I had a five way bypass. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so he didn't have a teddy bear. He had a pillow to yeah, hug there for pillow. a while. Yeah. That was, was, sure did. was that the year that you had open heart surgery? I drowned. Russ and, had open heart drowned? surgery. Yeah, about was it two and a half years ago? Yeah, he tried to breathe underwater. So, so we were all, so we all spent some time in and um um what uh, was it? Explains uh, cr- it. Critical care. The lack yeah. of oxygen or, um, to your brain. Yeah. <laughs> explains. <laughs> I now I understand. Yes, when you don't have enough oxygen, Why you, you do pass and out. Say some yeah. of the things you do and I'm say. I'm surprised my wife lets me hang out with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was what year was that? Was that sixteen? Uh, yeah, for me it was the year before yeah, last. I think that was. Yeah, yeah. I had I had five way. Russ had four way, and our. GM here had four way. Oh, wow. wow. So three of, Something was in three the water us, here. Yeah. So, so, so we, we all spent time here. in intensive care. Right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, we, I got to I, – I, I, yeah. uh, my doc told me, he said, Dave, we're going to clean out your fuel injectors, your heart's in great shape, <laughs> and you're going to feel like a 25-year-old again. <laughs> and he was right. He was right. It Sprinted was down the great. hallway. I it just saw great. it. I was a witness. It definitely, <laughs> definitely works. All right. So anyway, enough about that. Uh, I have – emailed Mr. Pilkington, City uh, Representative Pilkington, to come on with us at 2 o'clock on next Tuesday to join us right off the bat. And then uh, I will send Mr. Senator Garner uh, a, a note. I, he does a good job of always appearing typically on, on phone with us yeah. at yeah, drop of a hat. He's several times. So we'll get him, we'll get him on uh, to talk about... Uh, what he wants to do about reducing the cost of concealed carry, which Pilkington wants to talk about stand your ground. So that would be too good. Yeah. To think. This, is, this is why I do what I do about going over to the Capitol. Oh, yeah. We'll get a lot, a lot of people, a lot of legislators will come, we'll up, all come over and, and talk about yeah, it, and you'll know what they're they trying want, to do. They want to talk to their, about their stuff, and we want to talk to them. I want to I'm get Brian to... Smith on because that's going to be really important because, you know, he's been fighting uh, the free speech thing, and – ASU has been the worst about it. Uh, University of Arkansas hasn't been good about it. But we're mm-hmm. going to get rid of, try to get rid of uh, the free speech 
spaces on campus. Can That's you, just can the you biggest believe bunch that we're actually there crap. anywhere in America where there are I only agree. certain places on a college campus where you can have free scare? speech, I, I, safe just, places, safe zones? If that zones. doesn't scare you, there's something wrong with you. I'll tell you something else that scares me. What's that? Um, other countries, for example, Japan, mm-hmm. the children are raised with a very competitive drive. Okay, how are we raising our children in America? By and large, we give them participation trophies. Children <laughs> in Japan learn at an early age. You have to compete. They understand what it's yeah. like to win and to lose, and they learn at an early age. Life is about winning and losing, and you have to. You, when you lose, you get back. You pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and you you work harder to succeed. We're we are doing a great disservice to our children in America with participation trophies because we're afraid they're going to get their feelings hurt. And well, I understand parents wanting to protect their kids. I will never forget. It was very traumatic for me when I was in second grade and they had the Presidential Physical Fitness Awards. And I had always won first place at everything I tried to do. And all of a sudden, somebody beat me at the Presidential Physical Fitness. And I didn't get that little patch hmm. the same time some other kids in our class did. And it was the first time in my life I was like, wow, I'm going to have to work harder to get that. It, it is good for us to recognize that we're not the best. It's good for us to recognize, no, there are people out there that are, that are stronger than us, and mm-hmm. they, we can learn from them, and we can try to better ourselves. Here's what drove this home to me. There were a group of engineers from Japan that are in Arkansas right now, and they are working. They're being contracted by an Arkansas Little Rock business uh, to help them. And so when this group of engineers from Japan comes to America, they always come to my gun range because they they don't have gun rights in Japan. And so Mm. they want to experience the gun culture. And and I'll never forget, uh, last year, one of the engineers came to my range, and he said, I want some private instruction. And so I'm sitting there explaining to him how to handle a firearm safely, how to, you know, control your trigger pull, how to grip the gun, how to use your sights, how to stand. And I'm, I'm going through this with him, and he's going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, he's not getting this. And I even <laughs> looked at him. I said, are you getting this? But you know what? He did get it. Mm-hmm. What took me 15 minutes to explain to him and teach him what takes me all day to teach most of the people from Arkansas who take my classes, that worries me. And mm-hmm. why? Because we, we don't have that drive that we once had in America to succeed and to compete we're, we're losing our toughness. And, well, and that, that well, I think, I think is you, you may have actually been in the presence of someone who knows how to learn. You no, have, it wasn't just that guy. And, though, and because then to. all of a sudden, more of these guys started coming right. over. And then there was a whole group of exchange students, foreign mm-hmm. exchange students, who came to Arkansas. And believe it or not, one of the colleges brought all those exchange students to my range because they wanted to learn how to oh, shoot. Same cool. thing with those kids. Cool. From, from, so well, and may, maybe there's something that. different about. I think it, 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 they're from Japan, or were they? Were they no, they were from. They were from place. another number of countries, but they were none of right. them were American. So, so I think way. one of the differences, though, like in some of the other, these other countries, their parents are paying for their education. Mm-hmm. In America, most parents are not paying for the children's education, and when parents are paying for education. It's probably a little more likely that they're going to get something out of it, and they're actually going to use it more effectively. Whereas in America, where education is largely a babysitting program, but you program. cannot argue with me that learning at an early age for us to be soft peddling our kids and not oh, teaching them that life is tough. Oh, I agree. You're not you're always going to right. win. Life is not, not everybody fair. Gets participation right. That's why I teach my kids. Life right. is not the, fair. The, and one of the one of the big problems is is the safety nets. We have a safety net for everything. And if Father Government is going to make sure you can work at Walmarts and have 
health insurance. Mm-hmm. Father and government is going to make sure that you can not achieve anything and work at McDonald's or somewhere. Nothing against working at McDonald's. I started out carrying out groceries, but guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm still not carrying out groceries. No. So you can carry out groceries at, at the local grocery store and your kids can go to college mm-hmm. or your kids will be fed and they will have shoes and everything. You cannot be a good boxer. You cannot be a good anything until your back's against the ropes. Mm -hmm. And you know it's up to you to make sure that things happen. Until you take the safety nets out of government uh, for health care, for feeding their children, for everything else, it is the parent's responsibility. No one will have any drive to do anything because they think there's somebody else is going to take care of them. And that is the problem. Parents are the people who should be providing safety nets and non-government. Well, That's here's right. the key. Parents should be at their school board meetings mm-hmm. complaining that this kind of crap has to stop. But, but parents th- are the don't. reason that it's happening. That's right. Parents don't but want they little don't. Johnny to have to find well, out that maybe little Brian is more athletic than he is. Which is you life. Know? Which is life. Yes. You know, I'll never forget my daughter. Uh, as a as a as a high school student, she she cried because she had worked so hard in a pageant, and she came out of the interview and she she was crying and she said, "Mom, these judges held your political views against me," <laughs> and she said, "It's over. We might as well go home." And I said, "No." She said, that's just not fair. Why do you do what you do? And I said, let me tell you something. If at any time in your life I have led you to believe that life is fair, I have failed as a parent. (laughs) You you can quit and walk away right now, or you can go ahead and compete and make it extra hard. You can be the best you can be. Darling, why did you punch that judge in the nose? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you know something something else, Dave. People, you know, I told a senator one time, I said, people of Arkansas are ready for smaller government and less paternalism. And he Mm -hmm. said, R.D., they're not voting that way. Right. So sometimes whenever little Johnny is not going to college, he's not going to Votech school, he's not working with an apprentice to learn how to do heat and air so he can open his own company, and he can go and get health insurance for $70 a month while somebody else is paying $1,500 a month twice what they were paying five years ago so their children can have it. They're like, hey, I kind of like my my uh, government program making sure that my kids don't have to, uh, right. to uh, achieve anything. So so we are rewarding bad behavior in yes, my book. And well, we are rewarding people that don't achieve instead of letting them feel like Well, we're doing that like. through the welfare program as well. Exactly. It, you know, at one time That's in America, yeah. welfare was something that you, you utilized when you were down on your luck, and it was just temporary. Now it is a way of life for so many people. And at first, it had nothing to do with government. It had everything to do with the church. Which is where it's supposed to be and now. That's exactly right. Be. And unfortunately, Absolutely. Obamacare has forced more people onto this welfare system. And, and that was the we, brightest we, idea had, the, gen, the the Democrats came up with, Paul. We, we right, talked right. about and this. So, and so we've they got, drew in more of the middle class, mm-hmm. got them used to right. getting a, a, a subsidy check. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what happens now when you talk about cutting Pull the program? Away, right. Right. No! Right. It's liable to be pretty hard because, you know, just, just a few years ago, we had a lot of people out there buying their own health insurance, honorably living their lives without these government subsidies. And now... What are we going to do? If they're doing it right now, they're paying twice as much because they're paying for the other half yeah, that yeah, aren't. I, I know that back – I can remember testifying at a committee 
um, back when Obama just dressed right after Obamacare passed, and it was David Meeks was was running a bill trying to to um, um, basically kick um, Obamacare in the nose, and um, so I testified in favor of his bill, and and I, th- I think I testified that I was paying just under six hundred dollars a year for my insurance at that time. Wow! And um, so it's it's over double that now, I think, but. I had to pay a fourteen hundred dollar fine because I refused to get a volunteer. <laughs> right, and so the, so but so so mine's probably I don't know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars a year now. I'm not sure exactly, but that's just kind of for a catastrophic plan. But yes, it has doubled or tripled, perhaps. Right, hey, and I, I got uh, health care with a six thousand dollar deductible, oh, yeah. and and now right. now that the price has doubled and the deductible is up to five and ten thousand dollars. Guess what? The Republicans have run polls and found out there's a lot of things about Obamacare that people like, like keeping their children on their policy for longer. So the 26. And, and, and uh, the, gov- the insurance company has to take you with all your conditions without raising your rates. So now that they've run these polls and found out that people like more socialism, then they have backed off killing it As opposed because to they found ways of, of using it to buy more votes. Let me go back and bring up about what Governor Huckabee did, all right? This is going back some years now. This is early 2000s, and they brought our kids first on. What happened when they – it was supposed to be for people who couldn't afford uh, insurance. They brought that program on, and a majority of Arkansans dropped their kids from their personal health insurance mm-hmm. and put them on the government dole. That's what they did. People did it. I'm of the opinion of what your friend who told you, they may say one thing, but they play a different game. Yeah, that's it, the sad that's the sad truth. I couldn't argue with him. It's yeah. it's it's frustrating how people how many people will come out and say they're opposed to socialism, but in practice they love it. No, they they don't like the term socialism, but they like what they they like actual. Socialism. They like the benefits. They like it when other people pay for They do. They like they like welfare. They like <laughs> all this stuff. Say, the way it works. So, sometime back, I had a guy razzing me or beating me up on Facebook for one for, minute for, Go for, ahead. For, for, for for suggesting that public school was socialism. Dude, don't beat me up for 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 for, for um, telling you the truth. For telling you the truth. I mean, it's not like I lied or anything. I mean. That, what better way to to, to if, if single payer health care is socialism? How is public education not socialism? Well, is it right for people who have paid property taxes on their property all their lives to help send their kids to school and whatever? Is it, is it right to continue to tell them they really don't own their land? Right. Never really right. own your land. That's exactly right. 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 I'm, I'm a landlord. I own quite a few properties around. I pay quite a bit in property taxes. I don't have any kids in the public school. I never intend to put my kids in public school. Which tells you you don't really no, own No, I'm renting my land from the government. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Got to get a final break in. Then we'll be back. Wrap it up for this Tuesday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Let's go to the phones. Reggie joins us from down to Hot Springs. What's up, Reggie? Hi, I was going to tell you, I'm writing a book called Truck Cab Confessions. No cash. <laughs> on the campaign trail with Jan Morgan. Oh, well, that'd be a good one. That'd be good. So what's hey. the, what's, wait, before you, you open this can of worms, what's the weirdest thing you saw her do during the campaign? 
Uh, I better not say. <laughs> oh, go ahead. I, 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 can, I can validate and, and substantiate anything and everything I've ever done or said. So go ahead, Reggie. Mm-hmm. Tell them. Uh, uh, drool. Coming out of the corner of her mouth. Oh, while she was taking a <laughs> nap, right? was surfing on the road. <laughs> okay. Hey. That, that, that means she we is human. Dave, back when we were talking about private option, yes. wasn't one of the reasons that was talked about was to save the hospitals from going broke? Yeah, boy, they're they're adding on to all those hospitals now, aren't well, they? Well, but there's one in the paper uh, in DeQueen. Can't, you know, it's about to go under. Uh-huh. So what... My question is, why are we having all these uh, clinics opening up now everywhere? You know, walk-in clinics. Isn't that because it was suppo- because Obamacare was supposed to keep people from coming to <laughs> to the emergency room. Well, if you close the hospital, there's no emergency room, and you got to go to the clinic. Well, who's going to pay for that? Yeah, that's a good question. As always, right. it'd be you and I. That's the way yep. it always works. Wait, just wait. It goes, whenever they say who's going to pay for it, look in the mirror. No, you have to do. Nothing's free. You are. But so many times the, the state uh, legislators and the uh, and everybody at the Capitol think that if they're getting federal money, that it is free money right. that provides more jobs, more success, and more opportunities in the state of Arkansas. So they look at federal money as a gift. Now, anytime the government shows up, whether it's the federal government or the state government, anytime the government shows up and says, I'm here to help hmm. you, you should run. Run. Harry Brown was the best about that. He was a libertarian candidate for president. I mentioned this story many times. His story was... The federal government are the guys that break your legs and then show up two weeks later and say, I'm here to help you and bring you a pair of crutches. Mm-hmm. And we're done enough to say I thank like you. I like that story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody always benefits. Thanks, but no thanks. Somebody always benefits from it, but I haven't ever seemed to be the person on the right end of that stick. The, the crutch sellers. The crutch <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me you're but always on the dookie should, stick? <laughs> yeah. The government that governs best is the government that governs least. That should be the motto of That's every... That's been around for a while. I know, and it should be the motto. It, that part of the Republican Party platform. So that should, well, you should have to swear by that. If I'm a Republican, I believe that, that the best government is the government that governs least. Let's see how many the, bills the, gets filed in this session, and we'll see how least the, the, this group how can many be. Get so, so the, so the, the, the problem is that we've got people that they, they say they believe in small government, but small doesn't have a definition to them. And so it's, well, this is a small thing that government should do. And this over here is another small thing that government should do, as opposed to Let's have some actual principles. There are some things that government should not do at all, regardless of how small. There are some I things can, that government should do, none of you, and sometimes they're big. None of you were on the show when they were trying to get uh, the whole thing of uh, – what did they call it before it was Ar- Arkansas Works? What was it under BB? What um, did he call um, it? Private option. Private option. Private option. Private okay. option. And, and the Republicans, though they had, didn't have a major majority or anything like that, were trying to, quote, put a – Conservative. conservative spin on it and i i just ask when you give people something and they get it when i what are you guys going to tell them when you go back to take it away from them and none of them ever had an, an answer. answer to that and that's the answer the answer is 
You never take it away. It won't be my Which pride is why anymore. Tax, anytime they tell you that a tax increase is going to be temporary, mm. you can take it to the bank that it's not. How many times in history have you seen a tax repealed? They'll come back at you and say, well, now that we've paid this off, we want to just continue this. We're not going to do a tax increase. We just no. want to continue what we, we already to started. Keep going. Because, because we need to do good things with this money. Well, if let, you want to do good things, you. why don't you go, go, go talk to people at church? Well, well, let me tell you what's ha- going to happen in this session, guys. Uh, Obamacare private option arkansas works that they're going to make it republican conservative let me tell you what they're going to do governor they're going to take 850 million dollars from the program that helps elderly people stay in their own homes and get care in their own homes they're going to take Mm -hmm. 20 to 40 million dollars away from the care that elderly people are getting in the rest home so they're going to force more people in the rest homes by taking $850 million from in-home care, they're going to take money away from the rest homes, so they're going to get worse care after they get there. Oh, wait. Then, Does this have anything to do with financial contributions from nursing home lobbyists? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, then <gasps> after they so do shocked. that, then they're going to use that money to take care of all of our young people that won't get a job or start a business. All right, let's take a break. I'll see you all next week at the Capitol. Don't forget to go get your press pass. Yes, sir. I've got you set up for Get your press pass. See you next week. i got another hour coming up, and the Bible guys will be with us. All right, let's get back you know, to the Bible, guys. Uh, we got a lot of questions today. If you have a question, you can call in 823-0965, 823-0965, and ask your question, or you can send us an email at bibleguys at salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R, dot com, and that'll show up in my emails, and I'll ask the gentleman. Scott's here. Billy's here, Steve's here, the whole crew is here and ready to go. That's They're right. ready to do their thing today. You know, I, I met uh, I met you know, Donna who calls us from time to time. Yes. I met Donna on Sunday. Oh, you did? At yeah. your church? She attends the church, yeah. She came okay. and introduced herself to me, so shout out to Donna and Mel. Very cool. That's very nice that that happened. Well, I want to start with someone who questioned us about something last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted us to go further in answering it because he asked about why is there so much hate in the world right now and then he he followed up with in particular why is there a rise of anti-semitic feelings which i see as a form of hatred Mm -hmm. he says that we answered about the rise of hate but didn't discuss the anti-semitic portion specifically could they answer that please and then he asked what i thought about it and especially within the Democrat Party and the new members of Congress. So with that, I'll answer that after, after uh, you know, Scott and Billy and Steve go. So, Scott, yeah. you get to go first. Okay, quick uh, recap for people maybe who didn't listen last week. We mentioned about the rise of hate, and we basically went back to uh, Matthew's Gospel where he says, uh, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So when lawlessness abounds, then hatred begins to prevail. And, of course, lawlessness there mentioned is referring to the law of God. And, of course, we have this uh, pervading our society and, unfortunately, pervading our, our churches as well. The anti or law or antinomianism is preached quite regularly. Um, but then when it comes down to the uh, anti-Semitic thing, I would just uh, um, I would just suggest that 
it's not i don't know if it's on the rise it just may be more out in our face Mm anti-semitism has always been around from you know time immemorial it's always been around uh you know and um you know as a matter of fact, you just look at the Middle East, how often are the Jewish people attacked or shot at? All that is related to the anti-Semitic feeling. So if it's on the rise, I don't know if it is. I think it may be, like I said, now with the rise of everybody has their own social media, everybody has their own little TV station in the form of Instagram and everything else, and now people are putting it out there more. Um, but if there is a rise, there very well may be. Does anybody have a thought yeah, about Yeah, um there, I mean, there's some that are showing it, especially in Europe. It's um, Europe, statistically, yeah. it's really is on a high rise, and many Jews are actually starting to move to Israel. There's a big move from a lot of rabbis that are basically telling the Jews that they need to get out of Europe, and even some are even starting to make the call um, that they need to get out of the U.S. too, US because well. mm-hmm. th- there is a slight trackable rise. Uh, but yes, Pastor Scott is right. We we forget and. and there's always been wars and there's always been persecution, but we live in a day where you can find it in a millisecond on your phone and you get text messages and, and emails about it all. So I think we're also just more aware and we mm-hmm. think it is greater than it is, but yes, it definitely has been on the rise. Yeah, and I would say um, the root of all of this is that there are really only two camps out there. There are those that love God and the things and people of God. And those who hate God and the things and people of God. So really what we're seeing is we're seeing that that middle portion where people were uh, – and this is really what the book of Revelation, in my opinion, is all about. It's about pushing people out of that center where they don't you know, they don't be vocal about their position one way or the other. Um, and everybody is, is getting pushed to one side or the other. And therefore, uh, people are more vocal. Um, and that's not just with this particular sin. I mean, look at – Whatever sin you want to pull out, whatever your pet sin is, um, it's all out of the closet these days. Mm-hmm. And therefore, so is hatred. Uh, and as people get pushed more and more towards the borders, uh, we're more and more vocal on both sides. Uh, so, uh, yes, I think there is a rise. We, we know statistically there is a rise. But far beyond that level of rise is the rise in the people who have such a platform now. Um, the Internet gives anyone, yeah. regardless of how stupid they might be, mm-hmm. an opportunity to run their mouth. Yeah. Okay, with that, with that said, it's not anything new. Uh, let me just take you back to 1947. There you go. Big movie at that time is Gregory Peck in Gentleman's Agreement, mm. which was all about anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gregory, Gregory Peck was a reporter. Uh, he was uh, pretending to be Jewish so that he would see how it really was and was, and was just shocked as he sees how in-depth the hatred for the Jewish people go. As far as the Democrats, Democrats used to be uh, very pro-Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have changed that now. Uh, and uh, the person asked specifically about the new people that are in the Democrat Party that have been elected. One, uh, you know, a Somali native uh, in Minnesota, uh, another up in the Michigan area, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. uh, they happen to be Muslims. Right. They're not going to like, uh, you know, Jewish people, and and they will try their best to direct the Jewish, uh, or pardon me, the Democratic Party to pull their support from Israel. Mm-hmm. Right. They will, they, they, they're, that's they're one the two, reason why. And not to say anything highly controversial here, but uh, they're, oh, they're, one of, they're one of two <laughs> things. They either don't like the Jews 
or they're bad Muslims, one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're either not following the Quran or they hate the Jews. Mm-hmm. So that's really the position that they're in. Um, and, and unfortunately, it's just the nature of our world these days. We have decided that intolerance against the thing that, that God has called holy is okay, but tolerance of all that which God goes, mm, you should probably be avoiding all of that, is acceptable in this day and age. So I guess at the end of the day, the reason why there is anti-Semitism, period, is it's a spirit thing. There's nothing right. natural. There's nothing logical. There's nothing that makes sense about this whatsoever. So I'll just encourage people that are listening. If you have anti-Semitic feelings or tendencies towards the Jewish people, you really need to check your heart because this is a spirit thing, and, and there's a there's a spirit trying to get a hold of you that uh, you need to be working to get away from. Yeah, and if you meet somebody in church and says, you know, that uh, those Jews don't need to be in your church. Uh, let me just tell you, you better do a little reading. I think, you're allowed, li- I think you're allowed to lay holy hands on those people. <laughs> okay, lay right. hands on them quickly. Okay, here's and repeatedly. A, here's another question that was come has come in. This is a name that's come up a couple of times. It's because people see things on the internet, yeah. and we all know anything you see on the internet is true. <laughs> Thank you for taking time to answer my questions last week. This is from the person we just answered his his question here. I'd like to ask another one. There's a lot of talk about the Book of Enoch mm-hmm. with much to be viewed on YouTube, etc. Is this book the real deal? It is is it mentioned in the book? It is mentioned in the Book of Jude. Would the Bible guys recommend that I get one? So I'm going to start with Steve on this one because it. I read this. I, I read the questions before just so they can get their their heads going and think their thoughts going. And Steve, his mouth was moving so fast <laughs> that I could hardly keep up with it. Go ahead, Steve. which is a very rare uh, occurrence. He's very quiet. quiet I'm I'm very quiet. Um, now, and the reason I've been introduced to this book, uh, though I never did read it from cover to cover. Uh, having to do some research because there's a reason a lot of people are drawn to the book of Enoch, and that is because of this fascination uh, with the quote-unquote giants mentioned in the book of Genesis. And because this book references um, giants of the land, uh, that's why people are drawn to it, and they think it backs up uh, their view of Genesis 6, thinking that angels came down and and mated with men and, and created these giants. Um, the only problem is the giants mentioned in the book of Enoch are 400 feet tall, uh, that would be one really severe labor. That's all I would say. Um, and uh, the um, um, the Book of Enoch, I believe, is actually five different books, and it, it doesn't go past the second century or third century BC. I think is what they've dated it to. Uh, and there are a lot of contradictions. That would be in after it. Jesus. Um, no, BC. Oh, BC. Yeah, it goes BC. It actually comes. They believe it was dated to before ba- Christ, right okay. around Babylon. Uh, that it, it came out of Babylon, and this would have been really the beginning of what we call Gnosticism, which really right. started in that area. Uh, and so, what they did were kind of the first people to use a well-known guy's name, Enoch, and then they attributed some hidden knowledge that Enoch had. Now, the, and that's n- what the Gnostics were drawn to: hidden secret knowledge, and that's why. And no, like the book. no scholar that has ever researched this and look at the language dates it past, uh, past that period of time. And like I said, there are contradictions in the book. As far as Jude, 
and this might be difficult for some to, to accept, but it's possible that Jude was not necessarily referring to this book, but when he said that Enoch prophesied. Well, do me a favor. Go read. Okay. Read read what Jude says. He said uh, in in 14. verse fourteen, mm-hmm. he said, "Now Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men." Also saying, behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. All right, let's stop right there. Okay. Prophesized about these men. That doesn't sound like he's saying like there's books out there. Right. Mm-hmm. You need to read the books. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't say that. He said he prophesies. Right. Yep. All right. The but, assumption is he's quoting from the book. That's yeah, the and, t- and typically made. if you're prophesizing you were audibly saying something, right, weren't you? Right, right. Okay, so and I'll leave it at that. And they attribute to a potential prophecy mentioned in that book, Yes, but we don't know if that's it. Or one of the other things that would be common in Judaism is by naming a child uh, that you're prophesying. And when his son Methuselah was named, um, that that name in Hebrew means that when he dies, it will come. Mm-hmm. And when Methuselah died, the judgment and the flood came and this whole context about these men is dealing with bad men who corrupt the word of God. And he listed um, those men in, in Enoch's day as well as the men of Sodom and Gomorrah and the men of Egypt, I believe was the last group mentioned. So this is not necessarily a specific group of men, but men in general who corrupt is really right. what he was saying there. And I can hear the rebuttal already, which will be, well, you can't prove that the prophecy that's being referred to here is Methuselah. But what I can not prove but point out very strongly is since Enoch is not the author of the book of Enoch, then the prophecy that's being referred to that Enoch did offer did not come out of that book. Right. He is not the author of that book, and therefore it could not have come out of that book. Mm-hmm. So this passage of Scripture, regardless of what it does refer to, does not refer to the book of Enoch, does not add uh, validity to the book of Enoch. And by the way, the books of Enoch, and there are multiple, are absolutely full of contradictions to known canon scripture mm. so uh i've read enough of them to go uh no there's no value here and why waste the time yeah. right. i got other more important things to read yeah absolutely the, and uh just to just to clarify a lot, what would happen is people because they wanted you to read their book they would put the name of a very well-known uh, patriarch or someone in the bible on the book to get attention to the book for people to go out and buy it these were called pseudopigraphal books and there's a whole right. bunch of them out there All right, we're going to take a break. Don't forget that uh, Scott is the pastor over at Agape Church, 701 Napa Valley Drive in Little Rock. Their Sunday service time is at 10 a.m. You know, something that I'm finding out is this whole thing about getting Social Security is is tough, and it's also tough when it's a partial government shutdown and the people that you need to talk to are on furlough. Yeah, it's been difficult. Did you know that there's 567 different ways to claim your Social Security benefits? 2,728 rules in the Social Security handbook. And that the government has told the Social Security Administration that they're actually forbidden to offer you any personalized advice. And uh, it's no wonder why as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year. You can learn how you could wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in the up-to-date guide to Social Security. David Lucas, uh, make sure that you get a copy of it. He's the host of the David Lucas Show that you hear at 101.1 FM, The Answer, every Saturday, 10 a.m., 3 p.m. You get your free guide to Social Security. Be one of the first callers, 10 callers, in fact, right now, 
at 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. Or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. Don't leave thousands of dollars on the table. Bible guys are here. Phone lines are open. Always are. 501-823-0965. That's the number if you want to talk to these guys on the air live right now. Billy is here along with Steve and Scott, and they'll be happy to take any question you have and uh, give it uh, their old college try. Old college try. So that you you can learn, uh, you know, what they have learned, and that is considerable between these three guys that are sitting with me. All right, so from Bible guys, uh, Rachel has this question. I have a question about baptism. This is not just one question. This is a multifaceted question. Mm. Why do we need to get baptized? I've heard some people say that you are not saved unless you get baptized. Is that correct? Also, what form of baptism is correct? Sprinkling, pouring, or total immersion? Can babies be baptized as well? Sorry for all the questions, but so many who claim to speak the truth say different things. Maybe you'd like to talk about, uh, you know, all the denominations out there and the confusion that it causes. Boy, I tell you what. Steve, don't you, didn't you kind of come from a a tradition of that? I I came from a a tradition of um, that if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that that part of the baptism. And I come from an Acts 238 background myself. So, yeah. Billy could speak to this. Yeah, well, Billy's I used to go Church of Christ, and Church of Christ is very clear that unless you're baptized, you're not saved. And yes, they believe in the water, if you're not water baptized. Yeah, you've got to be immersed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go back to you guys. Baptism itself, uh, this is a word, this is not an English word, this is a word that we uh, brought over, and if we had translated it instead of bringing it over, uh, we wouldn't have most of this question about do we sprinkle, dunk, uh, throw water at people, what do you mean? With, what do you mean? Brought over? If we had, if we had trans, we we transliterated rather than translating. If we had translated it, we would understand that it meant to be dunked. That okay, is, that is what the word baptized means. It means to be immersed. Um, but it's a, it's a Greek word that we didn't translate. We just took it in a, and made it English sounding. Right. So the word is left untranslated. Trans, okay. uh, transliterated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, the biggest confusion there is that we didn't just translate it to immerse, and, and that would make a lot. That's the reason we call John the immerser. Um, that he didn't he didn't sprinkle people. He didn't flick water at them. Yep. And then the uh, the statement about uh, can't be saved uh, without water baptism that comes from. Uh, Acts 2.38, um, it's the day of Pentecost. Peter has just stood up and what delivered. What shall we do to be he saved? He's just right. delivered that message, and the crowd asks, what must we do? And he responds with, repent. He responds with a, a threefold plan there, if you like. Mm-hmm. Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And many churches will stand on that and say, this is the, quote, normative uh, methodology for salvation. doesn't mean that God can't make an exception for someone who's lying on a deathbed or something like that, but the normal method for salvation is to follow this pattern, repent, be baptized, and receive. So that is, um, that is kind of the position there. Okay, so... Sorry for all these questions, but so many who claim to speak the truth say different things. Mm-hmm. What's the true 
<laughs> Truth with this. Well, the um, if we just take it for if we're speaking in a, in very evangelical terms, the reason why we're baptized is because Jesus commanded us to be baptized. Okay. So if you understand nothing else. That's okay. There you go. Not, not because of Peter, but because of Christ. Right. And so Christ was before Peter. He predated him in that way. So, so and Jesus told – he gave the command, a part of the Great Commission. So if there's – you know, instead of going into the, the, the big elaborate thing, which we, we could do for the sake of the radio, if you just do nothing other than just follow the command of Jesus, he said to be baptized. And then he gave us the example of baptism. His baptism was different uh, in the sense that – his baptism was not the baptism of repentance because he had right. nothing to repent for. But if we don't, you know, we put that aside for the moment. Um, we were baptized following his example and following his command. End of story. And the way he did it, how did Jesus do it? He came straightway out of the water, which means full immersion. So that's his example. We follow that. All right. We'll take it up again on the other side. Kurt, stay with us. We'll get your question as well. And this is the Bible, guys. And we're going to come back to the thing about. What's it take to be saved? We'll come back and we'll talk about baptism as well. And let's talk to Kurt in Traskwood. Kurt, you got a you got a question for us. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Okay, I you broke you breaking up a little bit. Go go ahead. Do we still have you, Kurt? We've lost him. I think we lost Kurt. We lost Kurt. Kurt, call back when you get a better get a better signal. He dropped. All right, so let's go back and let's, first of all, what must we do to be saved? All right, let's do that. Because a lot of people go to Acts, Southern Baptists go to Romans. Can you read that verse for us again? Uh, Romans 10, 9, and 8, starting there, 10 and 8, it says, But what does it say? The word is nearer to you as in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. And that is if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Wait a second. He didn't say get baptized. That's right. All right. So I will say that we discuss all the time the fact that believe is not a mental thing. It's a series of actions. Uh, so the question there would be, what are those actions? What what does that mean to believe there? Uh, and from a from an Acts two thirty eight background, um, the the way that is always taught is that up until the book of Acts, you don't have a church, and after the book of Acts, everything is been, being written to a church. So it is only in the book of Acts that we see the establishment of church and what that normative process is supposed to look like. And, th- and that's the reason the tradition that I come out of stands on that so strongly. Um, these were these were men appointed and set aside to lead us into the church era. Um, and they, the statement that he makes there is – there's not a lot of dicing that apart. Church, so. church era? Do we need to go step outside? No, do, you, do you misunderstand? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. We got Kurt back. Yeah, we got good. Kurt back. Hey, Kurt, how are you? I'm okay. We got oh, you good. now. Go ahead. Okay. Well, there's something been bugging me for years, and I'm going to run it past you guys. All right. Okay. Genesis, Genesis 3. Mm-hmm. Okay, Adam and Eve sin. They realized they were naked, so they put fig leaves on. God came out to hang out with them, and they were hiding. He says... You know, you're hiding. Why are you hiding? They said, we know we were naked. How'd you know you're naked? You eat from the tree. And we said, yeah. He said, yeah, okay. So then then it says, and God created skins of garments of skin and clothed them. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what the Word says. And then we hear all the teaching that says, 
okay, that was the first time God killed an animal, and he made skins and covered them up in it. But it doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. It says he made garments of skin. He doesn't say he made garments from skin. He made garments of skin. That's that's there, but it never gives any kind of imply implication that he killed an animal, and that was the first sacrifice and all that. Right. My thinking is we think of it, Adam and Eve, as being physical like us. Well, before the fall, they were, you know, they, their bodies were not cursed. And I think... I think they looked, they had, they they didn't have a skin as we have a skin. The Bible says God's clothed in light. So Adam was made in God's image, and maybe he was some kind of, had light, I don't know. But it doesn't say that he killed an animal, and you got to really stretch it to imply that. All right. So I'm I'm gonna hang up, listen, and you can tell me if I'm out to lunch or what. Okay, <laughs> they're gonna Thanks they're gonna lot, take man. it. I really on. like you guys. Well, Thanks thank you very much, Kurt. Okay, so I'm were trying. they spiritual beings, so to speak, uh, without you know uh, physical skin, and then God made physical skin because it's later on that He tells them they can use animals for clothing, doesn't He? Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to find that verse. It's, uh, three twenty one. Three twenty one. I'm, our, trying, our I'm just going to look it, it up in the Hebrew here and see exactly the uh, the wording. Um, well, yeah, we'll get there in a second. Um, I will say this is this is a minority opinion that I have run across in the past. Um, the bad news is that it, it didn't in kind of like the Book of Enoch. I, I I poked at it just long enough to go. Eh, I don't. I don't find a whole lot of validity here, and and therefore I don't recall. Does it um, really matter the reasons that I did? Well, it, 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 so it can. If it's wrong, if it's if it's a bad translation, then it can provide a whole lot of bad teaching as well. Uh, but really, I I don't know that it matters a whole lot. Yeah, I think uh, looking at that in the Hebrew, it just uses the Hebrew word asa, which means to uh, to make. Um, I think what people do is they they. Um, they they read it's called isogeting which basically means you're reading into the text something that's not theirs and basically it's based upon assumptions so they're basically assuming because if he made skins for them to wear then he had to have killed something in order for that to happen um but it does not say you're, you're right about that Kurt. it doesn't say that so we could uh, have an arguable point here we could say that god just like god made the heavens and the earth god just made a coat of skin to uh to put on them so i could I could easily accept that without it being too much of a yeah. of an issue. Uh, but um, as far as their, their the way they were made, um, I, I would see them being as um, as being flesh, uh, because obviously uh, we are their descendants, um, and uh, like produces after like. And of course, Adam and Eve knew each other, and they had children, and those children had children, and those children had children, and here we are today. Uh, we are the descendants. Um, we are the sons of Adam and the daughters of Eve. And uh, and I believe that skin is a part of that. And he even says at one point, he says, you know, you are flesh. So uh, they may have actually walked with glory upon them, mm-hmm. very right. similar to what uh, Moses had when he came off the mountain. He was still flesh, but the glory shone off of him that they had to cover his face with a veil. They very well could have been clothed in glory uh, to the point that you couldn't see their nakedness, uh, right. but they were still flesh. And then when they sinned, that glory 
faded, as it were. They could see through the glory, and they could say, wait a minute, this is this is not what we're used to seeing. And then they uh, made fig leaves or made you know, they made aprons for themselves, tried to cover themselves. And they tried to cover themselves. Because they were covered before, and now we're not covered, so we're going to make a pseudo-covering out of our own effort, which was some type of apron or leaves or whatever, because they lost the uh, they lost the uh, the glory. I think actually, the, the, doesn't the word say? I'm drawing a blank, but it actually says that they they were clothed in glory. Were they not? That I, that okay. Eh, I don't remember that, but I do know that like Pastor Scott said, there was a beginning, especially when Adam first saw Eve. He said, "This is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh." So mm, they already had some sort of a skin and, and covering. bone of my bone. So there was. Yep. Yeah. So they were they were solid, and I think that <laughs> they so, were solid. Yeah, they were solid, <laughs> and not not spirit beings of light and sometimes i think we do that because sometimes we hyper spiritualize a lot of things yeah um and and the other thing that we tend to do in our culture and in western thought is if well if we don't see it say that god took an animal and then killed it and that was the first covering well in in the hebrew mindset that by this simply saying that god took a covering of skin uh it's implied that basically it's it, whether like Pat Scott said he either just made skin or whether or not he killed an animal and covered it with that skin. The word that's used there, or, for skin is both um, for it. In many t- places, and I was looking at this while Pat Scott was talking, is it talks about the skins of animals throughout the rest of the references. And we kind of we imply that it might be talking about this is the first time they were actually covered with flesh. So I don't know if we answered it or if we gave you more questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's, it's it's a good way to th- it's a good way to uh, a good way to think. But um, um, yeah, I think you're right. Flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. I think this is probably one of the best uh, ways of looking at. It. But I do think they were probably clothed with with glory, and that's why they yeah. made themselves aprons because they lost it once I, they had. Uh, I saw sin. something else in uh, the Leviathan Project. Have you read any of their material? It's pretty good. No. Uh, and the the Sounds person scary. the person who's talking uh, about this made the statement that. He believes that God slew animals to make the covering for them mm-hmm. because they had brought death into the world, and he was showing them that death was necessary to take care of what they Cover had the done. Nakedness. What they did was going to cause something to mm-hmm. die. Right, yeah. and I was going to make that statement. Um, it would fit the character of God mm-hmm. and, and the pattern that needs yeah. to be established right from the very beginning yeah. if this sin required sacrifice. Yep. Uh, God is a God of pattern and picture. Um, he, he repeats himself over and over and over trying to get it through our thick skulls what's going on. So it would it would be unusual, I would say, and, and perhaps even out of the character of God if he covered this sin without a sacrifice. Uh, if he chose to do this without blood being involved, um, this would almost be out of character for God. Um, yeah. And, and perhaps out, not even outliner, as people right, would say now. Right, and, and, and that's really not who God is. And 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 the, and obviously Adam and Eve were offering sacrifices as well as our children, so they had to have learned it um, from somewhere. God somewhere. would have had to have taught them how to kill. We have to remember before this time, that's right. They weren't killing anything. That's they, right. They were not eating animals. They didn't nope. even know animals. Didn't have to. Didn't have to. So. They would have had to have been taught how to actually um, slaughter and to slaughter correctly in a humane way for the right. animals. They had to have been taught that, and I'm sure that God, as he taught them everything else, he taught them that as well. Interesting. That's yeah. a great point. Really, I just kind of forgot about that, that they, God would have they had to do this so he could go, this is the pattern. Right. Hmm. I'm going to show you from this point forward, and then they had to teach. For Abel know, to know, children. Adam had to know, and for yeah. Adam to know, God had to have taught him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had to do. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just showing. That's pretty yeah. good. You should preach sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you might be able to do that. Right. Have I you thought about that, that? as a yeah. calling? Yeah. Uh-huh. You should become a pastor, Scott. <laughs> all right. Let's go back to salvation and yeah. baptism, yeah. all right? Uh, and more about baptism. Mm-hmm. I think that we can say that the Bible points to immersion, not the sprinkling or the you know, pouring of water on the head or whatever most I definitely that's pretty simple yeah if i could just readdress that uh when when uh when billy was mentioning the words transliterated there's a difference between a word that's translated and a word that's transliterated a translated word is when you take a word in greek or hebrew and actually write the english definition of it basically mm-hmm. but then you can transliterate a word which means you don't translate it you just take the original word as it is and you anglicize it the word christ is not translated white privilege I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look at Steve. We can't take him anywhere. We can't take him anywhere. You were saying something about Christ? <laughs> Christos, carry on, please. The, the, the Greek word for Christos, we just sound it, make it sound English, Christ. So Christ is not translated. It's transliterated. If they would have right. translated it, it would have said the anointed one. Right. And the same is true with baptism. We didn't translate it. We made, It was baptismo, made it baptism. If we would have bab- translated it, it would have said, he would have said, go into all the world and immerse people fully under the water. Right. Uh, the word apostle is not translated. It's uh, apostolos. They made it sound English, stuck it in our Bible. If they had translated it, it just means a sent one. But we got denominations now saying, there's no longer any sent ones. There's no longer any apostles anymore. All it means is sent one. That's all that it means. Today, if you're speaking Greek, you can apostle your son to the store to go and get you, uh, a, 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 you know, some milk. Yeah. It just means a sent one. So a part of the problem is these transliterated words that were not translated because, of course, the people reading it, they knew they're going to understand this. There's not going to be a problem. I think right. it's time for the weekly plug of the college. There you I go. I just so happened to go. be in the midst <laughs> of uh, recording uh, Church History Semester 2. And right about the, I think it's the late second century, there was a man named Novus, and it caused the Novation controversy. And this man was on his deathbed, and um, they said that he needed to be baptized. And they said that the doctor said, if you immerse him, he will die. And they brought in seven large containers, and they sprinkled him. And this is the first time that somebody was not immersed. And since he lived... They said that was God approving of sprinkling. Mm-hmm. That's where sprinkling came from. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want to learn more, you can go to the AmericanInstitute.org and become yeah. a student. And you take those classes you and you're classes. going to learn. You will be a superstar in Sunday school. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that or a plague to the <laughs> school teacher. <laughs> teacher. Yeah, it could be that way. Okay, so unless you get baptized, you're not saved. Mm-hmm. That's that. that I mean, that's a huge argument that goes on uh, within the Christian world. Where stand you all? Well, I think that like most things, I'll go ahead and, just go ahead and, st- and, and give up my, uh, my position. We have verses, some verses that include baptism, some verses that do not include baptism. Um, and, um, and I have talked to people, I've ter- talked to people, different Church of Christ people, and there's a, a lot of uh, good arguments on one side, and there's a lot of good arguments on uh, the Baptist side. And I think with anything else, we have to understand that if our faith is brand new, if God's doing something he's never done before, then we have to redefine everything that we see in the Bible. But if what, we're, if what we have in the, in the New Testament is merely a continuation of the old, then we have to see what was baptism always meant to be. 
baptism is not New Testament originated. Right. Just like faith is not a New Testament concept. Grace is not Ooh, a New Testament now concept. Now you're going to upset some people. <laughs> baptism is right. not a New Testament concept. It's not a Christian idea. What was always the idea? The, I, baptism was always an expression of your faith. James said, you got faith, you're going to have some works there. So your your faith would be expressed through certain things. And if you did not have those things, then you were truly not uh, believing what you say you believe. So baptism is an action of what you believe. And so I believe that you're saved by faith through Jesus, but then baptism is the action that shows that you are actually right. saved. But does baptism by itself save me if I don't have faith in my heart? Absolutely not. The water doesn't do it. I have a friend of mine He's uh, who's born and raised Muslim, and um, he got born again in Pakistan. And he announces to his whole family, he's uh, he got born again. And um, you know threw what? him out. You know, as long and, – and they weren't happy – but as long as they they don't get baptized, they're they're not accepted. And but but they're at least they're alive. Mm-hmm. But the moment they get in the water, they're dead people. Mm-hmm. And and the man who baptized my friend, he for the longest time he would never baptize Christopher. His name is now Christopher. His name used to be Muhammad, but now his mm-hmm. name is Christopher. He would never baptize him because he was afraid of what would happen to him. You need to cut me off. Yeah. I do. Okay. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll pick up the story at the, on the other side of the break then, I guess. Okay. And then Here I, I, I want to bring up a, a verse and have you guys talk about it a little bit. Okay. We'll be back with more. Let's take a break. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, you guys need to say anything else to, to finish up? Weren't you going to say something? I was just going to finish off my little story yes. real quick. Finish that uh, off. My, my friend uh, who uh, – this. He kept wanting to get baptized, and the minister kept uh, putting him off because he knew that if he baptized him that they would come after him and kill him. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, he took him one day, and he did baptize him. And my friend, anticipating this, took off, and he eventually made his way out of the country. Um, but it turned out that as he can, tried communicating with his, this missionary who had baptized him, that they got him. Wow, they, and they killed, killed the, the missionary because he baptized, baptized him. The idea of baptism is so strong in the uh, Middle Eastern culture. And if we could grab a hold of the importance of baptism, it would totally change what we do. It would no longer just be an outward expression of an inward act. It would truly be a, uh, a chain-breaking, setting-free type of experience. Okay. We got, I got a minute and a half. Can you read those verses real quick again? Which ones? I want the you John. to know, I want you to understand something about truth today. Mm. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believe, if you abide in my word and you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Is okay, what, is it, what does it say? If you abide in me? Yes. If you're a believer, if you abide in my fo- word. if you're a Christ follower, yep. then my word's going to be in you, right. and then that's going to set you free. Yep. So if you hear anybody ever say to you, well, the truth has set you free, no, it won't. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's Part good. of the plague oh, of the modern no, church is to remove the ifs. Yeah, we forget that there are ifs. Ooh, that's good before a whole lot of these things. But here's the thing, and you can't know what's true right. until you know the Savior. That's right. right. That's why you hear so many bizarre things from people, mm-hmm. and I believe this, and I believe that. That's because you don't ab- abide in the Savior. That's right. And that's what sets you free. That's yeah. what gives you the truth. That's, that's what right. gives you and tells you this is the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. You can lay your life on because it. our Savior was deeply steeped. In the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And because we want to toss it out, it's very difficult 
to understand even who he was, much less abide in what he abided in. Nobody, nobody, no person has the truth, basically. It's only saying only Christ, only Christ has the truth, and he gives it to you when you believe. That's right. Wow. What does disciples say? Where are we going to go? That's right. Only you have the, word. the words of See, life. See, isn't that cool? I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's important to think about. Absolutely. It is. really is. Life-changing. Thanks to Bennett, my, my pastor. James, good job, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's important. I hadn't looked at it that way. I hadn't read those first. Those little words right before where it said, truth to set you free. Yeah. About really it. important. Amen. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you, It's always too. good. We'll get back together next week, and we won't be here. You'll be at oh, the Capitol. Right. We'll be on the third floor. I got to get out of here. I'll see you tomorrow. French Hill will be with us. We'll talk then. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.